You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. A new chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. Like if you're looking for an interview show, you come to the wrong place. This isn't an interview show. We might something good for ya. Welcome to this week's episode of the Something Good For You podcast, where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you each and every single week. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Alex Stiff, and sitting across from me is the one and only, the gorgeous, Captain oh, Nunn. Boy. <laughs> thank, thank you. And Cap, would you like to introduce our special guest this week? Our guest this week is Miss Taryn from Lilith uh, Lilith Rising. Yes, and Twisted Moon Crafts. Welcome. Thank you. Yes. Hi. Yes. 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 Hi. How's it going? It's going good. <laughs> so we're gonna do our hair. Yeah. Talk about some jewelry. Yeah. He's got more to work with than you. Like I, I know. Isn't his hair that. getting great? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's so new still. <laughs> I know because it's like he started growing it out. You, you were initially saying about this time last year on the podcast that you were just like, you know, I'm going to let it grow out till like our album release in March and then kind of well, see where it goes from there. Well, yeah. the, the release date is still on hiatus. So, <laughs> so he's still letting it grow out. So I, I went and got the, uh, the ends uh, uh, nip over Christmas break, though. Yeah. Yeah, I've kind of I've slowly turned into the cartoon character where it's like I've kind of had the same haircut and clothing for the last five years <laughs> oh that's fine I yeah just, i just couldn't have one that, i just couldn't find one that worked with me until recently well yeah. i like the long hair if i was one of those people that is like one of those girls like hey i want to braid your hair i totally would be into that I'm like hey i want to braid your hair uh, i mean it's still a conscious thought it's in there yeah. back of my head like hey touch it don't touch it <laughs> think about what i could get away with like the Jason Momoa or something dumb yeah. like that. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Start getting all buff and shit. We were we were originally trying to throw him be like being the next like the Charlotte Bond Scott, but uh, now it's just like now he'll just be the Charlotte Jason Momoa. Okay. <laughs> well, first off, I need to get muscle. I know that's what I was gonna and, say. Now yeah. you gotta start working out with Mikey. I know. Yeah, basically, I need to have uh, Mikey or Josh as as my uh, fucking personal trainer or something. <laughs> Actually, Tyron, do you have any tattoos? Yeah, I do. Um, I have uh, technically I have three. Oh, okay. one of them you can't see; it's on my leg. Oh, okay. Because so. I was gonna say I just I don't think I'd ever noticed them before. Yeah. If, if not, no. I um I got one um I was, when I was eighteen, really stupid one, and then I got <laughs> one to cover that one, <laughs> um, and then I have a big uh, lucky cat on the back of my leg. Do, do you want to share what the stupid one was? Because I saw that grin come across your face, and I'm like, I feel like I want to know. <laughs> if not, that's cool. You're so, good. So relationships always get cursed after you put yes. a tattoo oh, okay. on your wrist mm, or your understood. body or whatever like that. Mine is not the actual name. It's mm-hmm. my ex, the ex-boyfriend's name um, and mine mixed together. Oh, so you shipped yourselves. Yes. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> we... We we're talking about a castle. What uh-huh. we would what we would name our castle oh, if we had a castle together, okay, okay. and it turned out to be this, which I'm not going to say. No, that's good. Um, <laughs> You're good. And uh, 
there was this long portion where um was my boyfriend at the time then now husband mm-hmm. where he kept like taking sharpie to my wrist <laughs> and like crossing it out i'm like all right i gotta get this tattooed over <laughs> so, that is kind of funny and cute though <laughs> i have to wear a bracelet over it otherwise i'm just sitting there looking at it all the time at least now when you look at it you mm-hmm. see the flower first and then you're like wait there's something underneath there honestly so, and, and honestly if you hadn't brought it up i probably wouldn't have even thought that it would have been a cover-up yeah and honestly i do have one that I want to get covered up to and and unfortunately if the guy ever hears this episode I'm sorry dude we haven't talked in years I'd be surprised if he ever does hear it but uh, one of the uh, old kitchen staff I used to work with uh, in a restaurant down in Noda uh, he had his own machine and stuff and he and he had shown me some of his work and it looked halfway decent and I'm like okay cool yeah would you do this and it was like the original version of our logo and it was going to be kind of in a way where it's like you know you still can't see it like you know even a short sleeve but it's like you know even if the band goes tits up I, I want the logo that yeah. kind of thing you know, this is something i created kind of thing and man it's like when he got done with it i think he was like stretching my skin too much it's like by the time it was done it was like super compressed looking oh, looks no. like you like put it in like paint shop and just squished it yeah. <laughs> so it looked like it was like too tall so since it's like a lot of black and red i'm just gonna have to have it covered up with spider-man or something yeah <laughs> yeah that'll be fine well i plan to have the person that did my uh, leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want her to do that, or I have other tattoo artists that I follow on Instagram. I'm just like, it's so pretty, but you probably charge too much money, and I'm so broke. And, and, that's, and, that's, and that's the problem that everyone's running into because uh, my ex, she used to work at a, a tattoo shop, and that's the one thing that people do not understand. It's like, yeah, you can get a cheap tattoo, but it's going to look cheap. Yeah, it's like you haggling with these seriously artists <laughs> trying to haggle them down in price when it's like you're literally putting skin uh, ink in your skin with a needle going 55 miles an hour yeah you're not wanting to give that guy a couple hundred bucks extra chill <laughs> if you really want it done you just need to save the money for it or yeah. you find the folks that do it out of their house for like five bucks for like a little wrist piece with a smiley face or yeah. something like that or stick and poke yes. <laughs> and the thing is it's like it's cer- certain ones of those have charm but it's like I'm talking about the ones that like like for instance if your friend has a machine and he wants to do like a tiny star like on your foot like near yeah. your ankle okay whatever that can look like garbage but like yeah. the people that are getting like lion's heads done by those kind of people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no no <laughs> That's the no, shit you see on Myrtle Beach. This one actually probably is not that good. I basically just walked in off the street in Chicago and was like, hey, I'm going to cover this up. And it was on, they only charged me like $100. And this is well more than the size and everything. Should have mm-hmm. been more than $100, but it have been more like, I don't know, like $250. I was actually thinking um, maybe $150. Yeah, well, I think what they charge in Chicago is going to be different. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah true. Probably like $250. But yeah. when it was fully colored... Uh, it was great, but because um, I got it from somebody that probably didn't do enough, mm-hmm. you know, to a little it, too light-handed. They were too light-handed, yeah. So it was really pretty when I first got it done. Not Man, so much now. The worst thing you'll have to run into, Cat hadn't run into it because he doesn't have any tattoos yet. I'm I don't know about you. Join the club. One of us. One, one of, of us. us. One of us. <laughs> one of these days. But uh, I'll know about your other two, but getting the guy that's too heavy-handed. Oh, God. And it's like they will just work it in. And it's just like to the point where you're just like, buddy, you need to move. Yeah. <laughs> you need to move to a new spot. I'm not a bitch, but at the same time, I'm literally seeing you grind this yeah. in. You need to move. Well, for my, the one on my calf, it's like big. Mm-hmm. It's about 12 
12 inches like okay. in height right um and she uh she was sitting with me for like five hours i sat for that whole thing for Damn. five hours mm. and by the time that she had been done with the color and she was going to go back in with the shading and the color i wanted to kill her <laughs> i was super happy with her up until that point i was just like you're I'm gonna kill you. You're dead to me. I, oh, no. I completely understand you there because uh, I kind of had one of the things where it's like every band that like I had either had like a major part in or something yeah. like that I wanted to get a tattoo of. So my other band, the Live Grenades, that I had with uh, Owen and Cody, shout out to them that they're hearing it. It's just a huge black blob I have essentially <laughs> on the inside of my forearm, and that shit going in, shading in, and cleaning and doing all of that. Oh my god, that hurt like a motherfucker. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically all in the muscle, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. and that it, pinch yourself right here, Cap, right there on the no, inside I, of your fucking <laughs> arm, right there. That don't feel good. Just as a little pinch. No. Imagine basically a million little bee stings going at you about oh, yeah. as deep as a cat scratch. It <laughs> 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 ain't <No>. fun. <laughs> I'm a pass. But the thing is, is you're gonna get one done. After it heals, you're gonna go. Fuck! I want another. Yeah. Because after, yeah. because you're gonna realize, oh, that pain didn't last forever, and oh, that upkeep wasn't too bad. I want another. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's the so problem I, is, as creatives, you just go, you just kind of see your body as a canvas after that. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. There's one that I want to get done um, on basically a half sleeve, and I'm mm. really, I'm obsessed with like Sakura blossoms, mm, um, mm-hmm. and. I was fine with just doing it and like being able to see skin through, but then I saw one where the black the background is black. Ooh. So it's gonna be black with the blossoms over and I'm oh, like, Oh, that would be so a, cool. That's a fun little like sadistic thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Now, Kat, what, what would be a tattoo idea for you at this point? I know you've kind of bounced around a few, but Yeah, I think uh I've toyed with the idea of like some of the uh, graphics I've kind of like sketched out on notebook paper, like mm-hmm. all the stuff I've put on T-shirts over the years. Yeah, um, I for the longest time it was a band logo or something like that right. too. But then I'm just like, ah, oh, no, everybody's got a band <laughs> logo, and those look dumb after a while. So is there not like that. any sort of symbol or or like like for instance, like uh, this pinup girl I saw, I just I saw the art of it online and was just like, oh my god, that's like the perfect little thing. And I brought it to a guy and he modified it and kind of made it his yeah. own and everything else. So it's like you've never even seen like maybe like a piece of artwork that you're like, oh wow, I like that enough. That's like that look cool as like an arm piece or maybe something on my leg or. something something not really and even especially with the legs i've never uh i I mean actually i mean i i get you know the bodies of canvas deal with appeal of how having tattoos all over you but i don't know i've never thought of you know tattooing my legs at all just because i wear pants all the time i'm in the same boat i I know i'm gonna wind up filling up my arms and even like my (laughs) chest before i even touch my legs because i don't even own shorts <laughs> I own one pair of shorts, so yeah. it's not like a lot of people are going to see it. Yeah, exactly. Um, until like, I until it becomes summer and I get up on stage and I start wearing the you know like skirts and stuff like oh that. Oh my! <laughs> I'm going to wear shorts underneath my skirts. So I don't get too happy about it. <laughs> but no, and that's my point too. Is like I'm not necessarily getting tattoos for other people. I am getting them for myself. Yeah, I won't see them either if I'm wearing pants all the time. <laughs> it's like I wear short sleeves. I want to see them. <laughs> well, I got it because I'm obsessed with. That I went to Japan in um, 
2010 mm. and the lucky cat if you yes. actually know what that is it's a it's beckoning for like fortune and good luck yeah. and that kind of thing and you know after i got it my luck really turned around <laughs> <laughs> like, it got way worse <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it got better um because I mean, in my early 20s and stuff, I was like, I had like multiple jobs and I was just like always stressed out, yeah. always at like the point of eviction and that kind of thing like that. And then I got that and everything got better. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't rich because right. good, good fortune doesn't always mean actual fortune, you know, like money. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, it's a good symbol to have, you know. Like, oh, absolutely. Kind of, so and you just kind of manifested. Yeah. Well, so like with it. Yeah. A, a small backdoor promo to a, a secondary podcast I do with uh, my buddy Tony Leone. It's called Wine and Wealth. Yeah. And we kind of, when we were discussing the title of that show, I was like, you know, I said, hey, I said, I don't know. I said, this might kind of maybe turn off, like, you know, the average listener, say someone like me listening to a oh, Wine and Wealth. I said, that sounds yeah. kind of <laughs> staunchy and upright. And he's like, well, I said, you can look at it that way. But he goes, you know, I define wealth in many different ways. He goes, I'm wealthy because I have a loving wife and an amazing child. Yeah. He goes, you could drain my bank account, but I'm still wealthy. Yeah. You know, and that kind of thing. So it's like, it's, it's that kind of mind frame, you know, yeah. that's, and I think that's really great too. And have you always been that kind of person where it's like, maybe you have like a uh, tangible something to help kind of bring something into existence? Cause Cap and I have been doing the whole speaking things into existence where it's like, we talk about it long enough and we just kind of make it fucking happen. Basically. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, maybe for that, maybe that was like the tangible symbol of being yeah. able to finally, I don't know whether it be fill in the column ABC, believe in yourself or do the thing or yeah. not do the thing <laughs> that finally got you to where you needed to be. Yeah. I, I think I like tangible things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I'm witchy, so I like stones and crystals Ooh, and that yes. kind of thing. So having those things in hand mm-hmm. while you're thinking about your manifestation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works. But tattoo, the tattoo in general, I was always like, that's cool. And I would draw it everywhere. Right. And I was, a, like I said, mildly obsessed. So <laughs> I'm like, let's get that on me. Cause that's what I want. That's what I wanted for a very long time. I mean, very long time being like five years. Ooh, that's actually um, a good bit to think on though. Yeah. So, um, it was 2014 2015 yeah. is when i actually got it right and then we moved out of that apartment moved into a house um we don't own the house but we still it's a nicer it's a area yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a nicer area um i got the job that i wanted um i got so i got the you know i graduated school got the job that i wanted Aaron finally proposed after eight years of being together, oh, and then yay. I found out I was pregnant, which is weird. Three things to happen right next to each other. But, but, you know, but things always happen in threes. That's what we always hear. Yeah. It's either good or bad. They're going to yeah. happen in yeah. threes. So the pregnancy one, I was like, mm, I'm not, no, I wasn't happy. <laughs> this is a neutral. <laughs> neutral to negative, but we'll see. Just basically because it happened out of order, because I wanted to be married and then mm, have the kid. Right. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. But still, good to three good things happened right absolutely and, and, and the house well the house was right before all that and, so. and just sometimes you don't wind up getting to be in charge of the order in which it comes and sometimes in retrospect is when you get to step back and go oh yeah okay it actually did fall in line it just yeah. didn't happen the way i thought it was going to. i mean yeah exactly. i love my kids so it's awesome exactly <laughs> And, and actually, one thing I was kind of holding on to, what led you to want to go to Japan? That, that was a, That's an awesome trip. Uh, I was in school uh, for interior design, and I was in an architecture club. Mm-hmm. And uh, to go on the trip, you had to have like a 4.0 GPA and like good attendance and all that other shit. Yeah. So they invited us to go. 
uh, to Japan. That was for the architecture club. Wow. And of course, you still you had to pay for a majority of it, not all of it. School paid for some. Yeah. Um, like 10%. To, <laughs> no, basically, yeah. you had to pay the $2,000 to get on the plane there. Everything else actually was covered by the school. Yeah. So it was actually a lot of stuff covered. Right. But the $2,000 to go to Japan <laughs> yeah. was like, yeah, I don't have that money. Hey, mom. Because you know? <laughs> I'm still in school, I'm an art student. Um, yeah, so we went there and I spent about a month. Uh, going around and oh wow so you had a decent amount of freedom yeah. then. it wasn't just like a week like trip or something weeks. oh yeah. wow where we were going around japan so we went to osaka we went to tokyo we started in osaka i think uh went to tokyo best experience i had was when we were in nara mm-hmm. uh and we were like drawing the big temples and it's like an old place and the deer there are sacred oh okay so you get to go up to them and they just wander around they they take down their horns they they shed they they either shed their horns or they actually will shave them file them down yeah um so we went there you bow to the deer the deer bows to you and you give them food oh wow <laughs> so they actually know to bow back yeah, yeah they've been crazy. doing it for forever that's tremendous I love that. yeah and actually i saw a video the other day of a uh, deer going up to a convenience store in japan mm-hmm. and bowing at the door and waiting for its food <laughs> <laughs> Did you wind up going to any shows when you're in Japan? Like maybe in like the Osaka area? Because I know it like around Osaka is where you can find like a little bit more of like the underground clubs for like music venues and stuff like that. No, um, we weren't really allowed out for a long period of time. We had a curfew um, because we are college kids, you know, not like true college kids. I was about to ask like, you know, um, 19, 20. Yeah, like how much freedom did you have? I was actually a kid at that point. I waited to go to college um, for a while. So what was I was like 20... 23 at the time but still there's people around me that were younger it's still a like a quote-unquote school project yeah yeah so uh the the main thing i wanted to go to was harajuku uh Mm -hmm. um i wanted to go there uh so i did (laughs) there was one point where my friend and i just decided we were going to get lost in tokyo because you actually can't get lost especially if you've lived in new york city mm-hmm. you know the grid the grid right. is the same everywhere in all big cities except maybe like los angeles where mm-hmm. everything's just kind of like thrown about <laughs> yeah really <laughs> uh, but yeah in japan you actually literally cannot get lost wow um, the only thing you want to avoid is like dark alleys well, the places know. where they like sell panties in the vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that sounds like the area I'd want to check out. <laughs> yeah, you would, but I don't. <laughs> so um, all the questions you had about about Japan will be answered in this dark alley. <laughs> <laughs> we, we went to a really cool uh, arcade, which is another thing I just wanted to go and like mm-hmm. go to the arcades and go to the Dance Dance Revolution type of thing. Uh, um, is that still like a pretty big thing even yeah. a few years ago? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so so they're they're still obsessed with it to this day i think <laughs> well no because i know that was like a huge thing there before you know even the playstation 2 got it over yeah. here it's like that was going strong for like a good five or six years and then we got it blew it the fuck up and then it felt like it just disappeared so i didn't know yeah. if they had moved on to something new what was great was this big pikachu was outside of the arcade that was their logo <laughs> oh yes just a big video game land yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel like johnny and uh from the discord we we would just have a ball over there (laughs) it is so much fun i want to go back but of course you know it costs a lot of money so and we kind of can't right now yeah i can't go anywhere right now anyways but eventually i'm going to go back maybe i'll tour to japan (laughs) no that i'm always envious of people that have been able to get outside the state or the states rather because Mm -hmm. i've been as far up as jersey 
and then worked my way back down. And then when I was uh, doing merch with Annie Scene, we ran down to Texas and worked our way back up. So yeah. it's like, that's about as far as I've really gone. I've not really gone to like middle America or the West Coast at all. And I've not stepped foot. Technically, I've been out of the continental U.S. if you include like Hilton Head Island. <laughs> you do have to take a plane to get there. It is yeah. landlocked. <laughs> so it's like, it is technically an island. Yeah. You have to bring your passport and everything. No. <laughs> you didn't have to have a passport. Yeah. My first experience outside the United States was Canada. Oh, Because uh, really? I lived up in Rochester in New York. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and that's just like a yeah. little jump away, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so you just go into Toronto and that was probably the best Chinese food I've ever had. Really? I wasn't even a huge fan of Chinese food to begin with. With, mm-hmm. But, you know, I'd had some really crappy stuff. So we went in Toronto and it was like we went to a Chinese food place and I'm just sitting there because I'm a picky eater going, I'm not going to like any of this. And I, <laughs> and I had it and I was like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> I'm telling you, the, the best food you wind up getting is from where you least expect it. And it's usually when you're on the road or doing something like yeah. that. Because uh, that one time I went all the way up to uh, Jersey, uh, two days later on that run, we were in Philly. And we were staying at like the squat house or whatever while I was playing in some crust punk band. Yeah. And three blocks down from the squat house we were at, it it was labeled a chicken king, but it was not a chicken king. It kind of <laughs> like the Whataburger in Concord. It's not a Whataburger. Yeah. <laughs> it was a chicken king that was not a chicken king. But they served what's basically like the Asian fried chicken. So mm-hmm. like if you order Asian takeout and you get the chicken wings that come with it, it's got like that special batter that's on it. It was a slightly modified version of that. No. And that's all they served was just chicken in that kind of batter. And <laughs> we went bad. there like two times, like in the span of like a few hours. Cause it's like, we just got like a huge plate and like brought it back to the house. And like between the five of us, we like devoured the plate and it was like $10. <laughs> and like everyone scratched up a few more dollars from their, yeah. from their pants and their shoes. I was like, go get more chicken. Oh, dude. There was this place in Johnson city called uh pals, pals sauce burgers. And that was kind of our little, like, you know, sauce burgers. Uh huh. It's like little fucking like crystal, uh, size burgers yeah had uh, all kinds of uh that had its like own uh, in-house sauce and it's just, it's just a bad fucking you know uh fast food burger like any other place but it had its own flavor and its own charm and it was just a whole drive it was a whole drive through thing and it was just kind of <laughs> cute it's cute <laughs> yeah. it's, oh. a tourist trap. it's a tourist trap because there's nothing else to do in Johnson City so you're like oh yo we're gonna get something to eat at a fucking palace oh fuck yeah let's get some sauce burgers it was that <laughs> kind of deal whenever we would go up there you know what's the weirdest experience is when you go to Japan and you go to a KFC like I went I was like I want to know what KFC in Japan they feels worship. like worship <laughs> they love KFC over there but Doing KFC without mashed potatoes and gravy is a weird experience. So what do they do? I mean, they're, they're still chicken. Mm, they right. still have the chicken. They still they do corn, don't, don't they? They still have the corn. Mm. They don't have the mac and cheese. And they don't have the gravy or the mashed potatoes. I was wondering if they were having So they there's like also alternative. like fish alternatives and that mm, kind of thing. Because mm. they, they a lot of their alternatives are going to be fish. Yeah. But the food in Japan tastes amazing either way because they don't have all like the preservatives and stuff that we have here. Mm -hmm, I straight up had chicken and fries out of a vending machine and it tasted better than the chicken that I had when I came back home. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, they they have much higher food standards and that's part of the reason uh, beef is so expensive. Yeah. Is not only culturally because you know they with you know the cow thing, but it's like now that even their cow production is even increased, they still have such high standards when it comes to their meat quality that it's basically the reverse. You lobster and it's weird to think lobster and seafood and stuff like that over yeah. there is as cheap as it is here for like a chicken breast. It's yeah. just everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas here it's like you know you're spending like twenty five dollars for a very nice cut of salmon where they're like 
Salmon, five dollars. <laughs> it's just like, and then it's like, okay, how much for this burger? Twenty dollars. It's like, oh, that's a McDonald's burger. The burger that that's I had there was actually from um, this one place. They do a rice patty. The rice um, is the. I don't know. Is it the bun? It's the bun. Yeah. So it's a rice bun and everything. It actually was like $5 <laughs> in American money. Yeah. Which is what a, I, I can't do the math. I know I kept going over there going, what's a thousand yens go up to? Honestly, I forget which I one. I it was a $10 one actually. I, I was going to say, I, I forget which conversion it is uh, from Asian currency, but it's the yen or something. All it is is two extra zeros. Yeah. Like you just top off two zeros and then move the comma. That's totally the yen. Yeah, okay. that is the yen. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, it was a thousand, so mm-hmm. it's 10. Yeah. Um, or... Or maybe that. Maybe it's, it was it's, 10, it's an easy roundup like Whatever. that. It's, it's something. Don't rely on me for this. I'm not cultured. I just I'm said I left the U.S. I'm just a poor boy from North Carolina. I don't know nothing. I'm trying to act all cultured and shit. Now, that's what I'm pretty sure it is because everything okay. was like 300, mm-hmm. 500, and then so that was like three dollars. Yeah, five dollars. So then a thousand would be ten. And yeah, it's all coming back to me. (laughs) See, I would love to go to Japan and get like actual ramen. Because I know there's places around here that that are supposed to serve like, you know, legit ramen and pho and stuff like that. Like even food critics are like, this is very genuine. No. You can no, find no, no, yeah, that's no, kind of no. like the hipster thing these days. Yeah, those. I don't want to go to no fucking hipster shop where the fucking man bun guys done. Yes, you know this is very authentic to Asian cuisine. No, motherfucker, I want to go to the fucking good spots in Japan and like get some actual legit burn my scalp off ramen. No, okay, yeah. no, the ramen there is amazing. Um, and then the other thing that's amazing to have there is. Um, uh, what is that called now? It's not teriyaki, but it's fried. And they fry everything like shrimp. And Tempura. It sounds like that. Okay. <laughs> is it just the light? Is it just the light coating batter kind of yeah. thing? Yeah, that's the tempura okay. batter. Tempura, yeah. yeah. Tempura. Tempura. Sorry. Tempura. Tempura. They use in like sushi and things like that. Yeah, but tempura shrimp, uh, tempura chicken. Tempura pork, mm-hmm. uh, just everything freaking tempura. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> amazing. Like, I, loved it. I mean, it doesn't like, sound like the worst thing at yeah, all. It's awesome. <laughs> I loved it, and it's like it's it's kind of like the the fat person version of like our fried chicken over oh. here. Except nobody in Japan is fat, so it's like you know what are you guys doing? <laughs> it's because motherfuckers are walking everywhere. They've yeah. got it down pat. They're eating good food and then walking everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're not allowed. It's rude to do doggy bags. You're not allowed to take food home with you. You have mm-hmm. to order what is what you can actually eat. Yeah, and it probably cuts <laughs> down on all their food waste too. Yeah, yeah. shit. We learned that. We learned that before we went out there. Is that it's it's rude to do a uh, doggy bag. Hmm. So and also the whole time, even if you don't know the language, just say simison over and over again because mm-hmm. it's excuse me. Huh. <laughs> okay. okay. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> My parents taught me that you know taking a doggy bag was a uh, home was uh, bad manners. It's like you yeah. fi- you finished what was on your plate. Oh, I always thought it was a compliment. Like I want this food and I want to take it home with me. Uh, <laughs> I, d- I just like, never left the option. I just ate until there was none left. <laughs> and yet. <laughs> Oh, trust me, it was not always like this. <laughs> trust me, no. I, as I've got proof on my Facebook. I was a thick boy. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, 
when I was like 10, 11, 12, somewhere in that area, I was in a size 32 men's jean. And oh, it's wow. like, now I rock anywhere between a 29 and a 30. Yeah. So it's like, no, I was a thick boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I discovered cocaine. And it was better. <laughs> no. God. And, and, and I'll, I'll still caps joke on that one. I'm never doing cocaine. Because yeah. I know once I do, I'm going to love it. Because yeah. I, I, love, I love caffeine. I love energy drinks. Drinks. Yeah. It's like I don't want to try that. I, I'm gonna like it. I think I told you that caffeine doesn't actually work on me. It has the opposite effect. I still have to intake it because mm. otherwise I'll get migraines. But it has the opposite effect. Like I need to go to sleep. Wow. <laughs> I don't you're know what the, the hell that is about, but yeah, it, it makes me sleepy. I've heard that from too. Yeah. Now is this, that's kind of like is it specifically coffee or just caffeine in general? Uh, well, I drink those like Mio things. Mm, mm, those actually work. And I okay. think that has more to do with the vitamins that are in it than right. the actual caffeine. Um, but if I drink it without the caffeine, then I'm going to get a migraine. That's um, interesting. But coffee, no. I don't actually like the taste of coffee. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. I tried. No, when I was four, I actually used to have these coffee dates with my grandmother. I would go to her consignment shop mm. and we would drink coffee. I liked coffee when I was like four or five. Oh, I did too. Uh, I was just thinking that face because I was like, I didn't know if anyone else that was drinking coffee yeah. at such a young age other than these, me. We had these coffee dates and we would have coffee and donuts. And then I remember there was this one thing they keep telling me is that I wanted to be a police officer because that's what I thought all they did was have coffee and donuts. <laughs> and you weren't too too far off. <laughs> but I also gig. think that's why I'm like five foot, you know, I'll just say five foot three, but I'm shorter than that. Uh, so, <laughs> I, the, the asshole doctor I went to recently told me I'm shorter than five three, and I'm like, I'm oh. totally sure somebody told me I was five three at one point. So, <laughs> can we just round it up, yeah. Doc? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I used to have that, and then for some reason after that, I just was like, no, I don't really like coffee, it doesn't really work on me. I the coffee that I like is basically what my friend refers to as bitch coffee. So much sugar, so much cream. Um, if it's a frappuccino, I'm there for it. <laughs> I don't mind sweet coffee. And at then all. I will bounce off the wall for a little bit, and I think that's more sugar than anything. Yeah, and then maybe. I'll fall asleep. <laughs> no, I, I was like that. I I never had. Well, no, that that's that's a bit of a lie. I usually when I grew up, I liked my uh, coffee like kind of caramel color with a de- decent amount of um, sugar in it. Yeah. And then I was doing a diet at one point that basically it, it was an HCG diet where essentially you cut down like all your fats and starches and stuff like that, and then um, you like li- you had to like weigh out how much like meat you had, and so part of it I couldn't even have artificial sweetener. <laughs> It's like I couldn't even have like artificial sweetener, much less cream. So I had to get a taste for black coffee. And then kind of just got to the point where it's like, I kind of prefer black coffee now. I'll just put like a little bit of sweetener in it, but that's about it. I don't do cream at all anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I used to be like that. I'm trying to switch over to to tea. I haven't 100 percent successfully done it yet because i had two cups of coffee this morning because yeah. i woke up at six o'clock in the goddamn morning like i've been doing the last mm-hmm. few days 
So you will not catch me up at six o'clock in the morning if uh, if I have any choice in it. I will not do it. Um, but tea. I'm a fancy bitch. I do like tea. Mm-hmm. I'll do the green tea <laughs> with like, the honey yeah. for as my sweetener and all yeah. that shit. And, and if you if you ever do, if I ever feel sick, you'll just catch me like drinking green tea and honey mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> just doesn't give me the jitters like kind of coffee does after about like I used to do just two cups every day and two yeah. big fucking cups too when I first started you know working full time. Yeah. Well, when I was in Japan, this one lady was telling me like her age, and I was like, "You don't look that old." I didn't ask her what her age was, but you don't look that old. And I was like, "What's your secret?" And she said, "Green tea. I drink it every day, all day. That's all I drink, except <laughs> maybe one time I'll drink some water." I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "All right." That still kind of still kind of leaves you parched. It's still a pretty warm damn drink. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she drinks. She, she'll drink it cold and hot. Oh, okay. So, and they have green teas everywhere. I mean, it's in your ice cream. It's in your Kit Kat. So the yeah. Kit Kat. Oh, you should get green tea Kit Kat. It's great. <laughs> I, think, I think they actually still. Have, I think they have them in the U.S. Don't they? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I think you have to order them. They're not just like out. Uh, everywhere. They might have second Charles. Maybe second to Charles has that, a cool little Asian like, candy yeah, section. I totally got some Asian candy there while I was. Mm. I also got my uh, Game of Thrones bag while I was there too. And second to Charles is a picked, great store. I picked it out, and uh, it was actually more expensive at at the store than it was on Amazon. Ooh. So technically, I don't actually think I did get it from there because the one that was there was broken. Oh, so okay. I actually had to get it from Amazon. Got it. So I picked it out and I said, "This is my Christmas present." And then my husband went and bought it for me. <laughs> I, I will say the one thing that store is real good for is their used books. Their yeah. price on books are just amazing. I Wait. just went get, went in and got like a bunch of like Harry Potter, the Funko Pop ones. Oh, so mm. that was that was my deal. That's what I wanted. <laughs> and then we also got some some dice die. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> we didn't have a second in Charles. Uh, in Knoxville, Second Charles was brand new to me when I got to Charlotte. We yeah. had uh, McKay's, and that's where the, they uh, they have the same thing that Second Charles does uh, for folks that are listening that are outside of Charlotte. They do the uh, used DVDs, the used uh, video games, mm-hmm. everything yeah. else. But Second and Charles had instruments and things like that too, didn't they? Yeah, they, they didn't really specialize it. They've got like a couple of the like a Martin or like those pink acoustic ukulele shits up in the corner. Yeah. But it's like, uh, were you in town around long enough for like a Manifest, Manifest Records? That was I, like maybe like a block or two away from where Second and Charles is now. No. Oh, okay. See, yeah, the, back in the day, Manifest used to be the spot, and it's still there, yeah. but it's just it's not anything like it used to be. But it, that was the place. But Second and Charles really does just kind of remind us of that, and it, it does suck. It, you know, there's not a lot of cool consignment shops anymore. No, those yeah. are going away. Like McKay's is going through the same problems. Yeah, and that was my store. Like we got. Fucking old Nintendos and old GameCubes from over there, too. Yeah. Well, it's like, not even, I mean, completely that, too, but it's like, you know, in addition, it's like, Goodwills these days suck. Yeah. And it's like, even Value Village uh, that we have right down the road, it's like, they're like retail prices for clothes and like their like used stuff. And it's like, I used to like going consignment shopping and finding like the funky old t shirt or like oh, yeah. the weird shoes. And it's like, it's like at this point, everyone knows what they have and like yeah. everything is just so fucking expensive. It's not worth it anymore. I will actually won't go to a Goodwill anymore. I was listening to a podcast a while back mm-hmm. that was talking about how messed up the corporation is for goodwill oh, oh yeah that, they, <laughs> they, they started off with oh, good intentions yeah. mm-hmm. and then we're like 
do you just they're uh, making some money they're making some real money now all, all people they don't need to be making money yeah, off they, of. they, yeah. it, i heard this one thing how they uh, had a disabled woman and they were that because they would hire a lot of people that are disabled mm-hmm. or veterans and that kind of thing but because they would guys that is oh we're gonna they give paid them, them like a dollar fifty an hour yep and, and they didn't know any difference. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what is going on? I was like, now I can't support Goodwill. And I really wasn't going anymore anyways because yeah. I had heard some stuff before. But I was like, mm, I can't support Goodwill. That and I think Salvation Army I can't support either. Yeah, no, Salvation <laughs> Army does yeah. the same kind of shit. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. It's like all the cool consignment shops is like either wind up having like shitty backgrounds or like are selling everything at retail price. And I was like, this is a used shirt. It shouldn't be $10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you five for this. What the fuck? <laughs> I remember going to this one place in Greensboro, and I don't even remember what it was called. Um, but it was, it, I know that it had like bongs and stuff mm-hmm. in it. And then it also had like discount type of clothes, like secondhand clothes. Right. All kind of like hippie. And then there was some goth stuff. Oh, that's My cool. first misfit shirt I got from there. Excellent. Um, and I wish I remember what it was called. I remember um, going into that one place in Atlanta that had. Okay. Uh, Junk Man's Daughter? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. that's where i got the ramon shirt Excellent. that i no longer have anymore but <laughs> uh, i wish i hung on to some of my shirts from back in the day but, that, but that's daughter, the weird thing it was like junkman's daughter except it had like bongs and stuff in it, which okay. i don't think junkman's daughter does no they don't but it's smaller and it had like you know that case up at the front yeah like yeah. hey get actually, your, actually get your no weed correction i said no junkman's daughter actually has an entire smoking section in the back with like oh, bongs they? and pieces now I maybe forgot i was that. too young to think about it at the time maybe, yeah. well plus it's like uh georgia uh it seems like they changed their laws recently on that where it's like up to like a gram or something it's like uh no no longer a criminal offense like you can't yeah. like you can't get shit for it anymore hey, georgia yeah. georgia's blue now man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they down for that legal legal marijuana <laughs> As long as you're old enough and your brain is fully, you know, capable of taking it on, then fine, whatever. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll find out uh, here in uh, some of the deeper, darker parts of Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you had brought up uh, First Misfits and Ramon shirt. It's like you've always kind of had the maybe darker, gothic kind of undertone. I always hate putting labels on people <laughs> because it's like it, no one ever truly fits in a label. But yeah. you, you seem to have always had a, a hinge toward the more uh, rock and roll aspects. Like what would maybe be the first band you really heard that like grabbed you if that makes any sense so if we're talking about the first like gothic band that grabbed me yeah metal because, band. yeah because i'm sure you just heard like songs before you're just like oh music on radio but like the first one that i would say kind of once I'd already really discovered how I wanted to dress and mm. that kind of thing and how I wanted to express myself was Cradle of Filth. Really? So Cradle of <laughs> gotcha. Filth was like the band that like made you feel like I went welcome. hard from the beginning. Nice. <laughs> you were watching Bam Margera on MTV2. Yeah. Before and- that, I was totally into No Doubt and that was my thing. And oh, that was to, a big shift. I wanted to be Gwen Stefani. I mean, I still kind of do you want to be old school's Gwen Stefani? But, um, <laughs> I'll never be tall and blonde, so it's not gonna happen. <laughs> well, you can be blonde, but I—I've only been blonde for like a minute, and I hated it, so it's fine. <laughs> um, I just to get it to the purple that I have today. <laughs> the only time it goes blonde is when I try and get purple and blue again. Um, yeah, so no doubt was my thing. I was into like Alanis Morissette, and then uh, somebody gave me the. 
I forget what the title of it is, but it's Elizabeth, Elizabeth Bathory is on the cover and the whole, it does a whole story about Elizabeth Bathory, um, who was the first vampire, um, mm. vampire, but she wasn't right. really a vampire. Um, so that, yeah. And I remember getting in trouble because I was told I was like listening to like devil's music. Oh my God. <laughs> kind of I'm, shit. I was saying, you grew up in uh, North Carolina in uh, the church town, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think my stepmom, she pulled the uh, the lyrics and she was reading over them. And she's like, this is devil's music. You're bringing devil's music into my house. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I never really had too much of the devil music story because mom was always real cool with all that. It's like yeah. my grandmother was the, the devil music girl. She, yeah. she was the one that ripped down all mom's kiss memorabilia in 1979, put it in the fireplace, burned it and said, yeah. if I see these four faces or that logo in this house again, <laughs> you know, you don't want to know the kind of, you know, unleashing of hell I will bring upon you kind of yeah. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and then that... I was also just kind of like a scene kid too. Mm-hmm. I would just go to all like the local shows and I was obsessed with all the local bands. Yeah. I uh, can't name any of them now, but because <laughs> they're not together anymore. But Shocker. Uh, <laughs> I do know the drummer from one of the bands that I like grew up around. Right. And he's in a bigger band, so I definitely can't say that. But uh, the next band I was like obsessed with, and I think I've already said this before, is Nightwish. Mm. Uh, and they're not gothic, but they're like symphonic metal. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was my kind of thing. My brother like, loved Nightwish when he was growing up. Yeah. I My ex-boyfriend pay, paid it for me, and uh, from that day on, I was just like, I love it. And now, <laughs> I, now I found out Marco, the guitarist, bassist, bassist is leaving. I did. Um, yeah, that came up on my feed, too. Yeah. I'll, Though I don't think he's leaving forever, but I think it's just taking like a mental health break. Yeah. So, and it, it translated weird because it's finished to English, so we're not quite hmm. sure exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly they might what be he was doing saying. something I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Somebody looked over it, but I'm 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 seeing that it translated weird. So yeah. Well, no. So uh, that wound up being like you know what really lasts you on with music and stuff. Shortly after, did you kind of start setting your sights on wanting to create music, or were you just kind of content with just consuming it and you just kind of stumbled into the writing process? I have always wanted to be a star. <laughs> As she looks me yep. dead square in the eye, like how fucking dare you question this? We just all want to be loved. Do Alex. you understand me? I was born to be a star motherfucker <laughs> i came out the womb going hello my baby hello my <laughs> actually when i was five years old i decided i wouldn't do interior design mm-hmm. and i also decided i wanted to be a rock star ah yes so i i got the interior design portion of it down <laughs> <laughs> still working on the second part as we in my are. own right i feel like a rock star i guess that's all that matters just keep dressing this way yes, yes. <laughs> it's part of feeling good one day i will be gwen stefani and you know what this shit is bananas yeah. <laughs> actually now i kind of want to be flora jansen however you say your last name but she's the lead singer of nightwish now okay because i know uh, um, but also t- tall and you know wasn't the old singer's name tarja something uh i think it's uh, in finland pronounced taria but yeah tarja is right. how i would say it they've actually had three singers at this point it, it really just sounds like you need some platforms to feel good i have platforms I don't know if you've seen the pictures of them, but they're platforms and they got spikes on the back of my world at Raven Festival. Oh, I remember. There was a photo where you did like a kick and I saw yeah, one. Yeah, and I was just kind of like, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Come on. If Gene Simmons at this age can do it, you can do it. Yeah, but I'm not a heels person. So. <laughs> yes, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was before they started doing all that, too. Yeah, we have to practice it. <laughs> but you got to do the crab walk that he does, too. <laughs> when I start hearing you go, oh, yeah, from the, uh, from the stage, I'll be like, all right, tone it back a little bit. <laughs> no, no, I wore them on, on stage at the Raven Festival, but the next time I played, I was like, I don't know, this is kind of like a dive bar type of thing. I don't think this is the look that anybody wants to see me in today. So I still wore the corset. I'm still going to wear corsets on stage. Yeah. And fuck you, people. It's going to happen. But <laughs> oh, I love going into like uh, redneck bars and we're dressed where we're dressed yeah. in like denim and leather and shit like that. And this, we're just playing the fucking. Uh, Myrtle Beach's, uh, you know, Finest. restaurant crowd. <laughs> yeah, one of the uh, singers, uh, she she's in like more of like a reggae like rock band, right? And she's like, "You you're dressed for the part," and I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> what was real fun is uh, actually the show uh, we met Cap out and uh, frequent uh, su- subsequent. That's the word I was looking for. Subsequent shows after the fact, uh, we opened for Wednesday Thirteen a few times, mm-hmm. and that was always funny, uh, especially during the time uh, in which we were opening for Wednesday Thirteen. The way we were dressing and stuff, we were really trying to still do like the punk rock thing. So it's like we were coming in with the fucking vests and yeah. the spiky hair and all that crap, and then it's like you look around, it's like guy liner <laughs> and long black hair and sad faces as far as the <laughs> eye can see, and it's like we're all. Coming Colorful and like ready to fucking have a good time. And they're just like, mm. my, my favorite was the the big guy with the uh, the bald head with dreads, like a skullet with dreads. Holy fuck, I forgot about that. And cargo mm. shorts. Yes, I forgot about that. Holy, that fuck. was my favorite look. <laughs> what actually? Yeah, that that. Oh man, I did forget about that. Have you ever just looked out in the audience or been like, or in a crowd at a show yeah. and just seen someone just being like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> because I would have to say, Dread Skullet with cargo shorts definitely falls under, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some people in the audience. Well, I was talking about the one at Raven Festival where the guys were in a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle onesies. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm just like, what's going on? And was on? it a costume show? No. <laughs> they just showed up in their onesies for both days. And I'm See, like, I was going to say, if it was like a Halloween costume thing, maybe. Yeah. But like, no, regular show? Okay, no. Fuck yeah. You don't understand, Alex. These are the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They were here for some pizza and metal. Got I it. I wonder where the other two was because I think Michelangelo and Donna. Michelangelo. Can we name all of them? Donatello. Donatello. All the painters. Uh, <laughs> Donatello, Michelangelo, Raphael, Raphael. It was it was Ma- Michelangelo and everyone Donatello. is yelling at us right now listening to the podcast. Yeah. Masters. I've done it before where I'm like yelling. I'm like, hey, why can't you hear me? I know they are yelling at us right now. I'm There's sorry, a, I don't want to Google everything as I talk about it. Jamie, pull that shit up. <laughs> where's our where's our fucking uh, re- research guy? Johnny G, pull that shit up. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, one of my favorite podcasts that I was like listening to um, was by uh, Jenna and Julian. I don't know if you know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're they're off now, um, but they. What did you say? Uh, it, it used to be eat your kimchi. Was it? Yeah, now it's eat your sushi. 
No, Jenna and Julian. It was Jenna and Julian podcasts. They're YouTube YouTubers. Jenna Marbles. Oh, Jenna Marbles. Yeah. I th- oh, okay. Uh, for some reason, I thought you were talking about the... Uh, do you know what the other YouTubers I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I thought you were talking about them for a second. Yeah, okay, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not right. <laughs> I skipped a beat in my head. Like, no. Sorry about that. I know the no. name Jenna Marbles, but I don't yeah. know the show. Uh... Well, her, her boyfriend is Julian, and yeah. they had a podcast. So I'm overall obsessed with Jenna Marbles. She's off the internet for now um but i followed that (laughs) yeah yeah but julian's still around and he had the podcast going for a minute and he's like it just doesn't feel right without jenna and um i'm gonna look her up just to refresh my memory every once in a while you'd see like julian look down his phone like i'm gonna google this so i don't sound like an idiot But that's one of those ones that I would yell at, like, no, that's not right. (laughs) uh, This is how far long gone since I've watched any of their content. Does does the motherfucker still have Tweety Bird yellow hair? No. Thank God. The the next time, I swear, like, because my ex watched uh, both uh, Julian and her uh, Jenna's content. Yeah. And, like, I would just be on my phone, and and I looked up at her one time when I was just like, if he refers to his hair as Julian Yellow one more time, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking scream. He's, he's a bit extra, but I love it. Just a bit. <laughs> Man, he does m- have these shows that he was doing for a while, which I hope he brings back soon, uh, where he was cooking in the kitchen, so he would just cook stuff. Oh yeah, I was watching um, that. And I loved that. I, I could put that on the background and be like super relaxed. Mm. Until there was some of them where he's just sitting there going, ah, oh, fuck this. I'm not doing any kind of measurements. Fuck this. And he's just fucking everything up like those did not relax me and i'd put it in the comments be like i'm not relaxed (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm entertained but i'm not relaxed (laughs) i like how youtube has just become tv now yeah yeah it's basically my tv normally i'd have it on the background right now when i work um and i have it on the background because i need something to focus i have criminal minds just going to my background so i'm mm-hmm. like oh look at all the dead people actually a <laughs> uh, uh, quick side note before we hop back into music again uh and this goes out for anyone out there if you're looking for just relaxing video content that's also cooking related binging with babish oh yeah that's a lot he, of fun. he yep. is great yeah and he's got like a lot of cool like fun content too like good relaxing voice not exciting videos but what he's making, if you're paying attention, can be really fun, like TV related or movie related. Yeah. But at the same time, you can still zone out and it's still a nice, relaxing voice just for getting shit done. So, yeah. Yeah, and I also just like watching the hot ones. That's not relaxing, though. <laughs> no, not at all. That's extremely like. <laughs> That's just sadomasochism. <laughs> that is stressful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I swear, Sean Evans must be like the most closet masochistic dom ever. Yeah. To be able to sit there with such a cool head and face (laughs) eating those hot wings and then just asking like the most fucked up deep questions being like so I heard when you were five years old you sprained your ankle and you uh, (laughs) called out saying oh Auntie Mary so your Auntie Mary must have had a really close relationship to you (laughs) I'm not scared of you stone cold Steve Austin (laughs) basically I'll eat this shit and I will stare you down right now oh my god what the fuck is going on as I was saying yeah (laughs) well he he, he's constantly getting asked like why aren't you like feeling this and he's like oh yeah I'm feeling I'm like you don't look like you're feeling anything. I know, and that's why <laughs> I'm just like. There's a leather suit on underneath that. <laughs> like, totally. I like the pain. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and that's why I'm just like he has to. Like I can imagine him like. <laughs> Oh god, this is about to take a fucking weird turn, but I'm gonna do it. Fuck. I can see like all of a sudden he's like in the bedroom, it's just like 
And she's like, what'd you stop? I saw what I was talking about. It's like every time she says something, just completely like 180 degree, <laughs> like just avoids everything she just said. Or it'd be fun if he was like the total opposite and he was actually a sub, but he was just like totally <laughs> So yeah, you yell I at me. I am your hot one, Daddy. <laughs> yes, Kristen Bell. T- tell me, I'm- <laughs> tell me you hate it. Assuming he's a straight white male, he's probably mistress, not Daddy. <laughs> hey, it's 2021. I wasn't trying to assume. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but no. Uh, with Lilith Rising, though, that really feels like with everything that. You've kind of embodied between like your your overall aesthetic uh-huh. and the things that you like. It really feels like this band is a really good fit for you. Like, have how many other kind of genres and styles have you kind of landed on before what you guys do in Lilith Rising? Um, well, I was always kind of in more like punky type of bands, mm-hmm. um, and that, I think that was maybe just influences like- of. Um, yeah, like like the earlier like type of things, like wanting to be like Gwen Stefani and okay. Paramore. Got it. Got uh, it. Not really punky. Mm-hmm. Like it's that, like that's kind of pixie and- type of deal. I think that's what Paramore would have been called. Right, um, and maybe that's why I was asking for clarification because you just you could even just say punk, and it's like that spans from anything from like yeah. rancid to yeah. the Ramones. You yeah, know, that's, so. that's why I always kind of put the Y on it because mm-hmm. it's not quite punk. It's it's definitely. Anybody that's hardcore punk would be like, no, that's not punk. Fuck you. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? You know, it's kind of punk adjacent. It came off <laughs> of the punk scene, and then they just decided to make it more mainstream, girly type. I guess. Yeah, yeah. they put um, all the the uh, major keys, yeah. and uh, I'd call it a mall punk if that's yeah. not too derogatory. Yeah, I and guess I was, it's kind of like hair metal. <laughs> I was in a band um, back in new york that was more like the evanescence style and right. then that's what we made our first album off of not lilith rising but that's what i made my first album off of that was, was kinda, that kind of deal and that was um, kind of that era of uh that evanescence clone bands and those uh, christian rock bands that uh, had the whole goth look and everything too yeah at least that's but, how it was when i was growing up yeah but not christian rock because we were still talking about like things that weren't Christian (laughs) in a pretty tone, you know, (laughs) Satan, (laughs) no Satan, but (laughs) I'm not, I wasn't trying to say that. It's the first thing that came to mind. This is witches and covens and manifestations. I did have one that was kind of witchy back in the day, though I was not completely, you know, to the point where I am at this point, like Mm. more delved into it, but I did have something that was kind of in that realm and it was fun and, you know, like burn witches type of thing yeah um all that uh so yeah it was i think i pull a lot of that influence mm-hmm. um like the kind of like that punky type of vibe into some of the stuff i do but mm-hmm. i am a clean singer for the right. most part oh, i have like much. a little bit of a yeah. growl that i've done every once in a while and i plan to pull some of it in but i'm very much clean singer so mm-hmm. like i can't do a lot of that stuff and like, like the growling I, or the screaming or any of that and like so. my terminology for like singing styles was very very loose, but you almost have like an operatic uh, kind of singing. Like yeah. you, you you very you you have very much a uh, a chest voice. Yes, 
Yeah, you sing very much. You you pull from deep below to sing because there's people yeah. that have throat voice, head voice, this, that, and the other. You <laughs> belt when you sing, so you have like a lot of power and energy behind your vocal. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm vocally trained as an opera singer, opera. Singer okay, well there for, you go. So yeah. even though I'm for not, a minute, <laughs> I was gonna say so. Even though I'm not trained in that, I kind of this odd. I was able to kind of yeah. place that. I wanted to do it because of Nightwish because the first singer was a um, a lyrical opera singer. Got it. Uh, so I wanted to do that. And I was like, can I just be like a complete and total imposter and just be exactly like this right. person? No, I'm not going to do that, but kind of want to. <laughs> well, see, all right, you know what? Let's kind of discuss that because we, we've kind of talked about that with different people. And what at what point do you feel like the line is drawn between having an influence mm-hmm. and then copying? Because um, I feel like there's... There, there's a lot of similarities between the two, but there's still a line. So, like, where where does that maybe lay? I think mine came from maturity about mm-hmm. actually figuring out what my voice sounds like independently right. from singing along to other singers. Yeah. So, yeah, when I was back when I was, like, 18, 19, I was trying to be, like, you know, uh, Tarja or Amy Lee or any mm-hmm. of that kind of shit. And um, as I grew up listening to different influences and things like that, then I became more of a, I found out what my voice is. Right. And I usually try when I'm actually trying to write a song or like thinking about a melody or thinking about lyrics, mm-hmm. basically disassociating myself from all the influences that I have. So right. I, I kind of don't listen to the music that I like to listen to on repeat over and over again. Yeah. I will just shut it off. Yeah. And then I won't come back to it until I'm done with my idea. Right. So I think that's good about like not trying to copy. Though mm-hmm. there was a melody I was singing out and uh Aaron said that sounds like something I heard in the 90s. I can't remember what the song was, but it sounds like something in the 90s. I'm like, crap. Is it? <laughs> Cap, Cap and I do that all the time. Actually, just the other day, uh, we were working out a new riff, and uh, we got to what we felt was going to be like a pre-chorus or a chorus bit, and we were rocking it. It's like it was just flowing just right, and we was like we were just yeah. locking stuff. Like we didn't even rehearse this part, and yet we were like going to the same notes at like the same time almost. And it's just like, whoa, this is great. At the very end, he was like. Shit, I need to make sure that's not something. And we're just like, what? Because <laughs> I always have that, you know, uh, police uh, minds frame where it's just like, oh, make sure this uh, lyric thing isn't already taken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was actually singing along. A, I was writing, because usually I'll write down lyrics. Yeah. And then I'll get a melody in my head that goes along with that. And yeah. I think that actually annoys some guitarists, too, because they're like, I want to create it and then do it but this this is just kind of how my brain works i got melodies say, that just pop up in my head and then i'm like i'm gonna sing it out to you and you see if you can get, catch up to where i'm at <laughs> or if i just need to trash this but i was totally singing along to ariel's from system of a down <laughs> <laughs> i mean if i changed just slightly i could probably get away with it but somebody's probably gonna be like aha <laughs> well, see, but see that that's maybe where i kind of maybe disagree where I'll maybe tell to you, hey, go for it. Because there's been many times even in our catalog where it's so far disconnected where I've even kind of shown people being like, oh, well, listen to this, now listen to this. (laughs) And they kind of go, well, yeah, I guess I can hear it. Where yeah. to me it feels like almost a blatant ripoff. Where I'm like, really? <laughs> I mean, that we we totally pulled like this, you know, riffage idea from this song, and they're like, yeah, I mean, I I I guess, yeah, you know. So it's like, you know what? At the end of the day, if you're able to implement that kind of vocal melody over a completely different riff, yeah, 
do it. It's it's original. <laughs> it's fun. And the thing is, it's like I guarantee you that song's vocal melody was written and done before that. Yeah, probably. You know, yeah. so it's like it, there, there's only so many notes in the world. As long as it's not a note for note music rip of something else. Yeah, rock it out. Have some fun. <laughs> uh, hell, there's a band called The Struts. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a song called uh, All Dressed Up and Nowhere to Go. Mm-hmm. But there's one spot in the song where they go to the floor toms. And uh, he does a uh, ma-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. It's Do You Want to Touch from Joan Jett. They go to that bar just for one <laughs> second. His vocal melody, everything is Do You Want to Touch. And then it busts back into kind of like a Rolling Stones kind of, you know, yeah. just rocker. But it's like you can hear it clear as day. And... I'm sure when they're writing it out, they may have even had a moment of, fuck it, let's just do, do you want to touch right here? We kind of went to it. But as music fans, Mm -hmm. we hear it and go, oh, shoot. It's like, it's so blatant almost that it's kind of enjoyable. So it's, you kind of have to toe that line of either going, do I either go 100% original or do I find a clever way to nod to something I love? We're totally going to have a nod to Tool in one of our songs. Oh, are you? Yeah, because the the bassist is obsessed with Tool and I keep Mm. hearing him over there like doing this thing. Just a chorus pedal on fucking like high-endy bass notes and things like that. Yeah, he's doing it and and the, the guitarist will go over like, oh, let's do that. And it's like, it's not a tool song but it sounds like tool and yep. i'm like i'm not, i'm here for it it's fine <laughs> and, and, and if i was a tool fan if i heard that that yeah. would actually really make me smile because yeah. it's like you're not ripping them off or anything but it's mm-hmm. like you're just implementing a little moment to be like hey we like these guys too yeah i mean hell we did that uh, with our song hate we love motorhead yeah and it's like it gave us a chance to be like screw it let's write just a two and a half minute motorhead song mm-hmm. and it's like we that's the hardest thing in our catalog we don't have anything else that rough and aggressive anything but it was so, fun far. Just, so far but it was fun just to get that at least just that so far one out you yeah know? so I, I i told i'm there i'm here for you on that <laughs> i'm not scared of trying different things and i think as as a band you want to try everything you can just to see what works and what doesn't yeah and it feels yeah. like Lilith Rising is kind of doing that right now as y'all are kind of going through the demo stages. Like how how is it working with this band kind of versus like maybe your own projects in the past? Because I believe you had mentioned that you're kind of doing singer songwriter things before. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So you probably had maybe a little bit more like individual control over like the final product where maybe with Lilith Rising, it feels like it's a little bit more of a collaborative, at least from what I've seen. Yeah. Well, what I really do need the collaborative just because I only know like a couple. I was telling him I only know like a couple chords. <laughs> I know a little bit on the piano and a little bit on the guitar. Oh. And I really well, all I can really do is to go into like a loop machine at this point. You know, <laughs> I, I can figure out like kind of the vibe that I want and I figure mm-hmm. it out from there. Um, but I mean, cause we originally were winter solstice when right. I got into this band. Um, and let's spark the name change. Um, so when they originally got together, cause I'm the, the original singer. Okay. Uh, they originally got together the, uh, they had a vote mm-hmm. and the only person that didn't want that name was the drummer. <laughs> um, mm. and the drummer is the only original member left mm. so he's like hey let's do a name change because the guitarist left because he didn't really want to do the same stuff that we were doing he wanted to focus on his own thing and uh then alan comes to me and he says hey i want to do something else let's rebrand yeah um so i was like yeah sure 
whatever fine <laughs> <laughs> let's do um, it we're actually gonna wait a longer time to do it to like do the rollout but mm. then i think we had some pressure from people like do it do it now <laughs> <laughs> do so it now. We, we went ahead and went through it but we, we all voted we came up with it was either going to be lilith rising or it was going to be this like latin you know type of thing (laughs) (laughs) a name that no one was going to be able to uh, remember or pronounce oh they could pronounce it that was actually the probably easiest one that i came up with the first one i came up with was not pronounceable by anybody (laughs) does not know anything about latin i'd be like yeah it's funny (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah lilith rising came from actually i I wrote a song called dear lilith Mm -hmm. and then i was like hey what if we do something with lilith which i know that Somebody came back to me and said, well, everything in metal has Lilith to do with it. I'm like, you know what? I want to do it anyway. <laughs> well, so, okay. Look, we, we, we actually like really kind of being real on this show. And yeah. I was, and that was going to be something I brought up. And so I even kind of helped you with your graphic on the, um, um, with your cult moon, um, or twisted moon, rather. Uh, twisted crafts. moon crafts, yes. yeah. Um, cult moon <laughs> twisted. Uh, <laughs> I've been twisting all my sentences of words lately. I don't know what the fuck's been wrong with me. But, um, but even like with that, uh, with like the three moons and, you know, with all that. Are, do you find that it's hard to find a way to be extra original with that? And I don't mean that as a negative, but I do mean mm-hmm. you do find that a lot of pagan witchy type things immediately gravitate toward, let's use this name or, you know, let's use this design, this, that, yeah. and the other. You are a very creative person. I know you're going to be absolutely fine, but how much of a struggle is it to be able to find your own way to kind of leave an imprint that way it, you kind of separate yourself out from that? Yeah. Well, I've always had the name online as Twisted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twisted Taryn. Yes. Twisted Wishes. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, the I, thought name I, was tol- I thought I was totally original in the beginning. Yeah. But the moon thing came into it because I make the moons. Right. So I was like, Twisted Moon Crafts. Mm-hmm. Twisted Moon Designs. But I wanted mm-hmm. to be designs. Right. Um, I wanted to get basically i'm just sitting there looking i am looking at other people's influences i am Mm -hmm. looking at other people's instagrams and that kind of thing and other people's etsy's and that kind of thing and the way i feel about it is that creativity does not live in a you know um a little box exactly and it's not a little there's actually a word that i'm trying to think of um like like it's like not a gas chamber um, but something like that. <laughs> so, art, art lives in a gas chamber. So, so we're going to start somewhere. That's the name of the episode. Art lives in a gas chamber. Don't think that won't be the name. It's like a vacuum sealed room. That's what I'm trying to talk about. Like, it's a vacuum sealed room, but not a gas chamber. It's not a bubble. Yeah, it's not like a little bubble. It goes out like everybody has ideas. And I actually thought of an idea for a necklace and I made it. Mm-hmm. And then I looked online originally before I made it and was like I don't see this anywhere no one's made it Mm. and then I look like after I made the necklace and went wait somebody's made something that's similar to what I just did Mm -hmm. but it's not a necklace so we're good yeah exactly (laughs) yep no because like I said I don't say any of that negatively because sealed I think that's what I was trying to say (laughs) (laughs) I I definitely don't mean it negatively because I mean as a rock band, we run into the same scenario yeah. because it's like, you know, how many times are we going to sing about girls and partying and stuff like that? Or even like our visual designs. It's yeah. like, you know, how many of our like, how many of our uh, friends bands use snakes and tiger heads Jeez. and daggers and Skulls. eyes and 
Jones. It's uh, like, yeah, so it's like, we, uh, the rock bands have the same problem. We, yeah. we all use the same three or four little graphics. So it's like, <laughs> I even struggle with trying to find ways that I can even set our branding apart that has familiarities that, you know, yeah. kind of, you know, ooh, that looks a little familiar. But when you look at it, oh, it's different. So, no, that, that yeah. is definitely a struggle. And I was just kind of maybe curious as to see maybe your approach to it and that yeah. kind of thing. I really do try and, like, look at other people's stuff and then think about a twist that I can put oh. on something else. So, um, for instance, you know, Twisted. Yeah, that, <laughs> there you go. Uh, so I'll, I'll sit there and I'll look at something and I'm like, yeah, I still want to use that moon no matter what because right. I, I am obsessed with, I put it on a lot of my stuff. I have it on my neck. I'm obsessed with the, you know, triple goddess moon. Mm -hmm. But it is a Wiccan pagan symbol. Right. So it's going to show up everywhere. Mm -hmm. No matter what you do, there's it's going to show up anywhere. And there's a big audience for that too. Yeah. And it, it's just something people can grasp onto. So, mm. um, feels like there's a lot of that, like you've said on Instagram, there's a whole lot of, you know, people that are, you know, taking those studies and, you know, applying it to their art or their, you know, council or whatever yeah. they're trying to do online. I mean, I, I saw something like the moons that I make mm -hmm. and it was really pretty, but I wanted it in my aesthetic. I wanted exactly. it darker. I wanted it with different crystals. I wanted it with skulls on it. I'm probably not going to do the skulls for a while again, but maybe for Halloween, I'm going to bring the skulls back. I also thought about one where I do an entire like, theme for Lilith, you know, and do, just like incorporate everything into it, <laughs> just like different deities as well. Um, so, yes, you can be inspired by other people, but as long as you're not copying them word for word, print for print, mm -hmm. paint for paint, you know, and flower it, for flower. And it's so then, funny how much that relates to even starting up a band. Yeah. Because you may hear a song mm -hmm. and then be like, ah, oh, but if only the lyrics were this. Yeah. Or, oh, but if only the music had done this instead. Or, yeah. oh, if it had just been a heavier. Man, if they had done a heavy version of this yeah. or a light version of this. And Definitely. maybe that's <laughs> just the little thing that sparks you to go, well, screw it. I want to do it. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's so cool how does even art can, uh, on a physical aspect, can be inspired in the same way art on a musical aspect can also be. Inspired. And it's all objective, anyways. So, like, yeah. you, you what have is your art. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I went to art school, so what is art? <laughs> oh boy. Oh, oh. So, we so had that question. Oh, you, oh, you're one of those. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What is art? It's colors on paper, basically. <laughs> Different mediums, but basically color on paper. <laughs> you, know what, you know what art is? It's whatever that moves you. Yes. Art is the same things as bitcoins and stock. You say there's value, that means there is value. <laughs> you say it's art, that means it's art. <laughs> to me, art, from my personal art, is basically taking the little dark portions of my brain and my soul and making everybody else look at it. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> and it also that is. And a crystal. <laughs> yes. And, and, and I love that because I feel like, you know, us, you know, all three of us, you know, being creatives here at the table, I feel like that really is our outlet for that. And just to kind of share a piece of it, maybe that's why we get just so emotionally invested mm -hmm. in what we do. Because, you know, you know, Cap, you sit here and you write, you know, a solo EP. You know, you poured your heart and soul into that. You know, there is a piece of you on those, you know, songs. You write about your experiences. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and, you know, when you do an art piece, you know, there's a little piece of you, literally, because you have created this you know Sometimes so there's blood in it <laughs> there you go. we'll bleep that out in its current day sounds <laughs> it's by accident <laughs> it is by accident <laughs> just 
make that clear. It's not accident. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't have nothing to do with the witchy stuff, I promise. I do not plan to prick myself with this freaking needle, but it happens anyway. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you put so much of it in there, you know, and same thing when I write music. So it's like we just get so emotionally invested in it that we really are just kind of pulling out little pieces of ourselves yeah. and just kind of going, hey guys, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> you yep. know? Look what I, have, I did. I have this one song that I've titled The Illness. And mm-hmm. it's funny because I actually only say The Illness one time in the song, and that's how I title my songs usually. It's yeah. because there's only one thing in it. I say it. <laughs> Interesting. Um, okay. And it, it is very near and dear to me, and I hope that it comes out with the EP that we're going to put out in hopefully April. Ooh. I'm just going to say hopefully April. Um, and. I hope that it is, but it's basically about my struggle with my mental illness, mm-hmm. just like depression and anxiety. Not anything like too showboaty. I got I'm not better than anybody else. My mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything too oh, weird look going at on. You with the fucking <laughs> mental depression over here, fancy pants. Everybody, everybody's depressed these days. Um, but yeah, I wrote that. It was actually funny because I wrote it the the chorus to it. It's one of those times where you write a chorus and you don't know what your lyrics are going to be yep. outside of that course. Mm-hmm. You don't know, have any idea what anything else is going to be. Like, that's and me then like I joined, 90% of the time. And yep. then I joined it. And then it was Winter Solstice and I joined them. And all of a sudden it just came to me. Like within that night after I actually joined them. Isn't that great? I was up until 3 o'clock in the morning. I have the, the picture that shows that I wrote the rest of it. Awesome. <laughs> but seriously, when you when you just get that spark of inspiration, you just can't yeah. stop it, and that great. Yeah, and for a while there, I was just like singing stuff in my phone and just sending it to them and annoying the crap out of them. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's nice, Taryn. Leave us alone. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I know. We, I, I do the same thing. It's like every so often, it's like... It's, Lately, it's been getting a little better. For for some reason, it's the arbitrary turn of the year thing. It's, yeah. it's your brain does that fucking animal, you know, fucking, oh, where's the new year? Everything's going to be different now. <laughs> you know, Same kind shit, of thing. different day. Yeah, but if it's your, your fucking lizard brain goes, oh, new year, okay, things are different kind of thing. So it's like ever since the turn of the year, I've felt like more motivated and just inspired creatively and stuff like that. And just lately, it's just it's been coming to me a lot quicker as songs that like i never had like the startest smallest ideas to where to start <laughs> all of a sudden it's like oh wait, wait i've been overthinking this it's this 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 and this and it's just it's been great <laughs> to finally get back up and just be creative again yeah a lot of times i'll walk away from something that i'm uh you know just throwing things against the wall with well mm-hmm. where i'll just leave it alone for a couple of days and then figure out what's wrong with it you know after uh letting it breathe for a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have. I, I can't let do your it. Shit breathe, I can't cap. do it. <laughs> I, I I would be obsessive uh, about a lot of things that I do. So that's I, my I, problem, though. Yeah. I get obsessive. I do have to walk away sometimes. Uh, I remember texting somebody while I was trying to get a cover right at one point, and just trying to get it over and over and over and over again. And they're like, "Just walk away from it. You'll get it tomorrow." And I did. Yeah. But I wanted to do it that night mm. uh, because I will get things in my head ideas in my head and i want them mm-hmm. out and i want them done and i don't want to have to think about them again until yep. i pick it back up you know to actually finish it or show it to somebody exactly you know so that's, no, that's just I, how i work and i, yeah. and I have to tell way. myself not to do that <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and i get the same way i was trying to cut some demos to send off to a guy uh to listen to and it's like i was hammering it hammering it out one night and it's just i felt like i was just not getting anywhere yeah i literally just walked away from it for 30 minutes <laughs> watched the thing on youtube just took a deep breath and just kind of 
just didn't even think about it just like completely disconnected and just, just kind of went didn't even do a practice round just walked right back over to the computer put the headphones on and just hit record and just like went and then all of a sudden like within 30 minutes it felt like i had like at least one take and was just like okay next one boom and and it was just like okay these are serviceable now (laughs) i actually hit a fucking wall when i was doing goddess rising which is the little demo piece that we put out like the little sample Mm -hmm. uh so when we do you want that that at the end of the show I no. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. I, I don't care. But um, I did put it out there for Damn everybody. Right, this is my show. <laughs> I did put it out for everybody to see. But I did do another take that I think sounds better well, now. Do you want to send me that um, one and debut it on the show? Uh, it's not done. That's the only problem. Will you have it done within a week? I can try and get it done. All right. I'm not the editor. My my guitarist is. <laughs> Time's a ticking on this imaginary. Does he want to get on the radio? <laughs> Does he want to be podcast famous to our five listeners? Yeah. Uh, no. So that 13 one, hours. I actually, 13, sorry. the original one I recorded, which is funny because I hit a wall because the guitarist sent the demo out to everybody, and mm. I went, "Oh, that sounds really good." And it starts off kind of like soft and builds into that harder part that you hear at the end. Yeah. Um, So it all of a sudden switches. But I hit a wall, and I didn't have anything creative whatsoever Mm. to do with it. Like, I was like, "Mm, I don't like this. It just sounds droney. I can't. No. (laughs) So I walked away from it. And you know what? I just went to Aaron, my husband, and was like, maybe you could help me. (laughs) (laughs) I was saying, you're married to a musician. (laughs) Maybe you could help me with the melody. So that's probably the only song that we have where the melody has nothing to do with me. (laughs) Except I actually did change it at the beginning. So the way that I sung it, um, the original one, so if that ever gets leaked out anywhere, the original one, the way that I sung it in the beginning, there was a lot of pauses. Mm-hmm. And um, he doesn't really believe in rhyming too much. He's like, you're not a rapper. You don't need to rhyme. And I'm like, I do need to rhyme. <laughs> I spit bars. <laughs> I am a wordsmith, damn it. This is true Lilith. So, yeah, so he, you know it's the illest. <laughs> <laughs> I know Sorry. how to rap a little bit, actually, do. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's his Wu-Tang influence coming out right now <laughs> m-e-t-h-o-t <laughs> uh, so he actually wrote the melody mm. well because the the song doesn't really guide you into a melody too much right so and that's the way the guitarist likes it he likes to just kind of be like you figure it out i'm like yeah thanks <laughs> <laughs> thanks dude appreciate it i i just took this stuff out of my head and i put it together for you guys you can figure it out from there i'm like okay fine um but i hit a wall with it and he came up with it and I actually changed the lyrics uh, to the beginning. So the okay. lyrics you hear now are part of my lyrics at this point, and part of my melody has been snuck into it. Nice. So I, I didn't just take exactly what my husband put out and was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Kind of I, I, I changed it. <laughs> He's kind of flipped it and made yeah. your own. <laughs> and actually, so he was saying, I'm just kind of like squealing into, he was saying, he was like, I'm just kind of squealing into the microphone. Obviously, this is a female voice going over this. Yeah. And he ends the song earlier than I ended it, because mm-hmm. it goes all the way to the end. And he definitely didn't do that high bit. Right. That's all me. I thought of that. That's <laughs> <laughs> me, 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 me. Uh, me. You see, you see, I'm a star. <laughs> and she looks me dead in the eyes again. Me. <laughs> now you just make me sound like a cunt. <laughs> 
No, a diva. <laughs> there is a I'm difference. I'm not a diva. You're just a rock star. No, I mean, I'm, I'm whatever. I'm just me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it though. I love it. And, and the Pulling thing- back from that rock star comment now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But the thing is, is like, when you actually to actually comment on the rockstar thing when you're saying earlier you know it's just like you know at least address like one you know cap and i've had this talk you know before and it's just like you know you, you this whole music thing we do this for fun to start mm-hmm. with why take yourself seriously when you dress yourself if you're gonna be in this go all the way have yeah. some fun fun with it and it's like and that's part of the reason i've been dressing out a little bit more and doing all yeah. that it's like it's it's like have fun with it and that's why like i love the fact you've got like the purple in the hair and you you've got the necklace and you've got mm-hmm. even like the leather on right now it's yeah. like you've totally like dressed apart and i love it it's like you you own it day in and day out and i think that's kind of important to continue with the genuineness of the art that you create whether that be the tangible kind or the music kind it's yeah. like you you kind of have to be in it to create it legit and okay. to actually work off something we saw earlier uh us being huge kiss fans mm-hmm. um paul stanley has been uh promoting the fact he's doing like a new soul band yeah and um I've not been a big uh. fan of what Kiss has done since like the <laughs> mid two thousands. Anyway, I love them, but they should have stopped when they said they were going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not a blind fanboy at all, but of the current members, I do like Paul the most. He still has a good eye. He's been held the band together, and when he announced he's doing a soul band, I was like, well, shit, maybe this is like <laughs> the Green Day thing, where like the Network and Long Shot and Fox yeah. were hot tubs, all the things <laughs> around Green Day rock, that kind yeah. of thing. Maybe this is going to be the first thing Paul's done in a minute that's pretty fucking awesome. It's not. No, well, the, I haven't heard it. Well the, pro- well, the problem is, it wasn't even the song selection, it's the uh, that old 60s song, the ooh, child, Things they did a Marvin Gaye easier. cover. Oh. He, they do that, so it's like it wasn't song selection. It's a good song, and even take away Paul's performance, the band itself sounded so sanitized and like precise, and yeah. like even the trumpets sounded like keyboard trumpets. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here going like. It's Soul Station. It sounds like the most soulless, bland, yeah. like Muzak <laughs> version of like the song ever. There was auto tuned and it sounded like Boys to Men. Yeah, Aww, yeah. That's sad. But th- that just leads me back to the whole that. So it's hard to do a genuine soul thing if you're not kind of living that life anymore. Yeah. You know, when, when you reach a certain amount of fame and comfort. Kind of hard to sing the blues. It's kind yeah. of hard to sing some genuine soul. Yeah. You know, the soul's got some heartbreak. <laughs> you know, you, you probably haven't felt that heartbreak in a minute, Mister Married for how many years and have how much money in your bank account. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah. Willie Nelson's still out there at eighty-five years old singing about you know be, touring on the road, being on the road all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I, I guess you get to a certain point where that's all you write about anyway. But yeah. he had a quote about you know kind of living up to your you know celebrity or your hype or whatever. But because uh, he you know uses his bot his body and his clothes like a canvas like what we were talking about with tattoos mm-hmm. and he was talking about the way he dresses and all that and he says you live long enough sometimes you just become a figment of your own imagine- imagination <laughs> <laughs> well that's our dream isn't it yeah. <laughs> i mean we already kind of are so yeah i just kind of like want to dress in whatever makes me feel comfortable like i'm not gonna exactly. get stuff that makes me feel uncomfortable yeah exactly. um, so like a lot of people are out there wearing um there's this one band i like uh they during the summer they basically were like wearing booty shorts and i'm like i can't do that 
yeah i i, I appreciate yeah, like, you and i appreciate the the scene mm-hmm. I, I mean i like looking at it of these, course. Are, <laughs> these, are, these are white guys with beards and ponytails right <laughs> <laughs> they're not white guys they're, they're it's an all-female band and i'm just oh. like i appreciate that like it's great yeah. but I, I couldn't do it like mm-hmm. if i'm gonna go out on stage in a skirt like i said i'm gonna wear shorts underneath. <laughs> um just so no one's looking up and I, that, I would feel slightly uncomfortable you know outside of just regular pants yeah, because yeah. I've always been in pants and anytime I've worn up I've shown up in a skirt like when I was in high school they were like what are you doing I'm like I just felt like wearing a skirt today god damn it why'd you, why'd you have to point it out now I feel really insecure oh, and I'm thinking about it too. oh so you They're, went all out with yeah, it yeah and they were like why do you have a hot pink and it was from Hot Topic uh, so back so in the you day, felt like you were at least getting away with something. Yeah, I mean, it had like the X on the front of it. Oh, know, it was you know, the trip one. Yeah, so it was a trip one, and it had like the um, the straps that came off of it too. Yeah, but everybody was just super surprised that I had pink on <laughs> and a skirt. <laughs> I was gonna say if you're wearing the skirt, but at least wore had like a black one. Maybe yeah. it wouldn't have been like so. No, I still wore skirts, but they were mainly black and red. Yeah. But the, one day I showed up to school in pink, and they were like, what, "What's happening?" Because it's like church town; everybody's wearing pants and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. And one of my friends actually said, uh, "Somebody asked her what kind of town did you grow up in," and she said, "I knew one goth girl," and she tagged me in that post. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that was me." <laughs> I love it though. Yeah, so uh, there was people that were scared of me, thought I was like a Satan worshiper thing. But the thing is, is that I was happy. Like, I always portrayed this, like, happiness. Yeah. It's like, not like I was this sad, sad type of, like, girl sitting right. around. I would, would probably be closer to, like, bubblegum goth or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I, you know, I kind of went up. But I still wear black, so. I did the same thing. It's like, um, I would say it was maybe three years before we met yeah. um i was still going through a uh, a big like goth emo phase it's like i had like long black hair for a bit then long like electric blue hair you mm-hmm. know i had like the guy liner going hell i even had like the fucking the pantyhose you cut the fucking feet out of and the crotch out of that way you've got the fucking arm shits and all I'll that i'll still wear that that's awesome yeah like, <laughs> I, 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 I fucking did it up man so it's like but I never had like exactly what you said the depressing tone it's like I would do that but then it's like I still acted the same way I do now it's like I was still goofy and had like stupid jokes and like just (laughs) laughed at fucking everything it's like outside of that it's like yeah my headphones may be blasting the misfits or you know fucking something like that or you know some other horror punk coughing cats whatever but then it's like take my headphones out it's like hey did you see that new cat video (laughs) you know it's like I was still like the biggest <laughs> dork ever. Yeah. The, the, the same friend that tagged me in that post, she's like, I, "We're bringing back those uh, the jelly bracelets." Oh my god, yes! Because uh, I was apparently the only one that wore jelly them. Bracelets. The black, the black. Uh, you bracelets. remember the jelly bracelets? If I saw a picture of it, I probably yeah. remember it. But they also were like crossed over each other, so some people would have like a bunch of them on their arm. Well, so mm. oh god, if I, we're, go- if we're going with, down I, this I, route, I'm gonna bring them back. Okay, like, I'm totally gonna bring them back for stage. Well, fuck if we're if we're going down this route. <laughs> look. It, 
didn't like certain colors mean certain things and if you had them wrapped a certain way that meant different things i don't know they were supposed to be like social scenes i think that was a yeah. raver thing actually no, even before the raver because mom was telling me about it and she knew like mm-hmm. 80s and 90s punk lore i don't know i think that was just like, a conspiracy theory to make people weird about wearing them but i wear them all the time okay <laughs> uh, okay now the first thing i, I thought of was it. like the wwjd uh, oh no yeah. no on them and things these, like that. these are like the tiny oh. thin ones okay because they had I googled uh, jelly bracelets and it had all kinds of uh, options on there. Now I'm seeing the really thin, skinny ones. Well, they're probably not called jelly bracelets, but that's what I. That's heard. always what I heard them as. <laughs> no, you can get a uh, neon jelly bracelets by Windy City for five dollars and twenty cents. Yeah, that sounds about right. Let <laughs> me see the photo. I found hundred of them on uh, eBay. So <laughs> da, 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 da. here you go. Yep, yep, those are the ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had an armful of black, black and red ones, ones. And like a few red ones. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Still in my style? What the hell? I'm older than you, dude. <laughs> You're still in my style. <laughs> no, it was that with the blue hair and the misfits beanie and the misfits shirt and the black jeans and the combat boots. Oh yeah, I yeah. was ready, man. Only, I, I was ready for nothing. Besides the fact, <laughs> besides besides the fact oh yeah, like, buddy. <laughs> besides the fact there was some kind of like trip on me at all times, probably, and I used to also make my own clothes too because I would modify stuff. Yeah, uh, I don't really have like a lot of band paraphernalia that i wore to school because mm. i don't think you were allowed to um i mean i remember there's this my 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 uh boyfriend at the time made me this belt that had spikes on it that hooked yeah and chains and Ooh. i wore that and i'm like i try and take that away from me i want to hit you with it <laughs> i got in trouble and they would send me to the principal's office they were like you can't wear that i'm like i'm gonna wear it anyways and the principal was kind of scared of me. <laughs> Even well, though I did nothing. Like, I was a good kid. I was but about they to ask, how were you in reason. school? Were you the hellion or were you the good girl? I was good. Okay. So I was going to say, just I, was, dressed, I, was, I just dressed in a way that people were scared of me. Did, it, um, did any kids like try to get you in trouble because of that? But because you were always good, the teachers always knew it was a load of shit. Yeah. Yeah. The, there was two in particular that didn't like me mm. and tried to get me in trouble and they were like the the good christian girls um yeah. with the blonde hair and the blue mm-hmm. eyes and i love mm-hmm. jesus kind of crap and i'm like you know at that time i don't care yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no because because so. i don't remember if i ever told it on the show or not but uh there was I, I was also one of those good boys i, I was like no 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 i don't want to get in trouble i, I don't want to you know get detention or any of that kind of thing. i was a straight edge <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to make mama mad. I was the same way. I was just, I was at school to learn and make, you know, maybe make a friend or two. It's like, I wasn't there to cause trouble, that kind of thing. But, but same thing. I had like two or three guys that just like tried to make my life a living hell and we were playing dodgeball. Motherfucker threw a ball at me, knocked me down. He was on my team. (laughs) Threw a ball at me, knocked me down. But then like the stupid ass got like stands over me and like starts taunting me. And I go like full Bobby Hill on his ass. Whack right in the fucking nuts i kick them like as hard as i fucking can and the principal made us do the whole um uh start at 100 do uh minus two equals 98 plus one equals 99 minus two equals plus one equals until you get to zero and you had to do that for every recess until you finished Uh, Um, like whatever like however long it took and an um, asshole well well i only i only went once and it was a female uh principal and she used to be the teacher for my stepdad and and all that so there was like a little bit of a family connection but i'd never 
been in trouble before that time and the next recess class that rolled around because i told mom about it and she's like well you shouldn't be in trouble for that you know she was always pro stand up for yourself kind of thing yeah so you shouldn't have to be in trouble for that and i was like i just i don't want to do it she's like just don't show up i was like you you would let me do that she's like yeah just don't show up have them call me like yeah okay <laughs> so like literally the next day i rolled in and, and recess hits and i like start walking to the uh playground and the teacher stops me she's like aren't, aren't you supposed to be going to the principal and i just turn right around look at her and like the quickest i've ever spat out a lie i was like i already finished it like that. <laughs> and i just and i just walked right at the door she didn't question me and i saw the principal later that day and she just kind of looks at me she goes alex it's like Hi, Miss Reynolds. And I, just, and I just kept walking. And she never said a word to me. Anything. It's just like, yep, I, I got it done. No, I, I was and still am very much a nerd. I was in AP classes Ooh, and okay. all of that. Well, I was in North Carolina. When I moved to Jersey, um, they took me out of most of my AP when classes. When did you go to Jersey? Oh, I was 15. Gotcha. Uh, well, I was almost 16 at the time. But yeah, I was mm. in 10th grade and I moved. Gotcha. Um, but I spent, you know, at least the first portion of my high school years in uh in north carolina <laughs> uh but i was here like elementary school and all that stuff the only time i got in trouble was in seventh grade i think mm -hmm. and had to go to the principal's office and actually had detention which i don't know why they gave me detention and didn't give the other guy detention. what happened on that uh I don't know if you, I can say this on your podcast. He called me a whore. Yeah, you say, this isn't uh, radio. <laughs> you said you were bleeding blood. So. <laughs> that, that was a COVID joke. <laughs> um, no. Just uh, for the children. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it was this guy that I had a crush on and he had a crush on me and we like made out or whatever like that yeah but then like later he called me a whore and he kept calling me a whore asshole like repeatedly like every day yeah and i said call me a whore one more time mm -hmm. seriously do it and he did so i took my um I took my hand and i grabbed his throat and i ran my nails across his neck oh nice <clears throat> and then uh so that's basically what he was doing was like sexual harassment yeah. at that point because he just kept doing it and all his buddies were like you know joining in and, and whatever note, mm. i never understood that like even like when i was around that age of like guys doing that sort of stuff mm -hmm. you were the one that asked her to do it why are you now calling her a whore yeah. like and you should like, like i did anything like to like, you made out with them it's like you kissed them but it's like even just something like that i'm just sitting here going like you got what you wanted. Wouldn't you shut up right now and like kind of keep it going? Yeah. Instead of being a dick and kind of ruining the chance of getting more, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I choked him. I ran my nails across his neck and he was bleeding because, uh, you know, I, I dug in pretty well. Good. Because you're just like, I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> shut your fucking mouth, you know. Who fucks with me? Yeah. We went to the principal's office and I told the principal what happened. Like, he kept doing it. I warned him repeatedly. I told you guys about it, too. Like, oh, I told so you even, they yeah, even knew Yeah, and they did not care. And I actually got in-school suspension. So it was actually in suspension, but it was in-school suspension where Fuck. I would like three days of me in there. Damn. Jesus. And I thought that. about not showing up at all, too, but yeah. my dad made me show up. So, <laughs> but he did not get in trouble. Like, they were like, don't do that again. And I love the fact that that guy also just like randomly sends me Facebook 
request, like as a friend. The fuck? I'm like, don't. He's I don't coming back be for your more. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should have done. You should have sent him a message, like with like you should have like just recently gotten your nails done with like the talons <laughs> that you know girls will get. Mm-hmm. Send him just that and be like, you're coming back for seconds, asshole. Yeah. He'll send, he'll send me messages, but like, you're so beautiful. How are you doing? Uh, I'm like, no. no. Don't We're even. Not, I don't care how old I am. I'm not getting over that shit. No. <laughs> you, you can't. Play, there's certain things you can blame on young age. That yeah. one is a personality trait. I mean, he definitely did not yeah. get any better, you know, throughout the years. So we're no. like, no, we're not. <laughs> Unless your message actually led with, I am so sorry for what I did. I that means you have, yet. that means you still have the same personality <laughs> traits. <laughs> if anything, it only got worse. <laughs> Jesus. Had, I've had two- I'm married, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I've had two ex-boyfriends that have come back and said, I'm sorry. And then they start with your beautiful crap. And I'm like, um, I'm not interested. Try <laughs> like, one, motherfuckers. <laughs> it's basically like, yes, you win because you come back and they're coming back to you. You're not going yeah. back to them. Yep. So that is kind of you winning the relationship. You know? <laughs> totally. And it's especially good when they blamed you and said you were the one in fault. And mm-hmm. then years later, they come back and go, you know, and it's like, oh. No. So I wasn't fucking crazy this no. entire time. <laughs> well, I've never had a dude say that I was crazy and break up with me for that. But they well, no, but I was saying like crazy because they had like other intentions for other people, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. But then they come back and they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I should have been nicer to you." So I, no, I, I, I never got. I never life. got the crazy thing. I just <laughs> meant like, "Oh, so I'm not crazy," as in I thought things were just good. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that I and didn't fuck ended. this up. <laughs> okay. I thought I did fine. Yeah. You had me thinking about this for like the last six years. <laughs> no, the only one where I was sitting there going, what was my fault? That type of thing was one of my, like the ex, the one that has the tattoo here, like yeah. could have been better, could have helped him, that kind of thing. Yeah. But then I realized very quickly, no, no, he's just stupid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, thankfully, thankfully, with all my exes, I think we've all gotten to the, uh, maybe say from a more recent one, uh, we've all gotten to the point of just being like, you know, it was just age and just didn't work out for what it was. Like Even me and my ex-wife, we, we talked uh, a few weeks ago, or actually a few months ago, and we even came to that conclusion of just being like, hey, I like don't hate you, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And she's like, yeah, I don't hate you either. We just <laughs> we just didn't work, you know? Yeah. She's like, yeah, you know, you're like still a good person. She's like, yeah, you are too. I'm like, okay, good. Like, I still don't want to be friends. She's like, yeah, me neither. I'm like, good, but like, I don't wish you harm. She's like, yeah, me neither. And like, I wish you do well. I'm like, you do the same, like have a good life. Kind of thing. Have a good life, yes. <laughs> so it's like you know, I've been able to basically make like that kind of amends with like all my exes, and I think that's something that most people kind of need to eventually go through. Like if you've got like the really bad blood with someone, if there's any chance to at least just bury the fucking hatchet, is it's completing the circle. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's like no matter what it is, there's something going to be tugging in the back of your brain. Because even if it's just that two percent that's not complete, that's going to be an incomplete circle that you just haven't finished. So it's like even if you wind up getting that final bad blow, that sometimes is the completion of the circle. Well, I would feel like uh, there are two of them definitely that yeah. are toxic and should be nowhere near me well those should, are different they're, yeah. yeah you know what i mean but the ones that were just like what yeah. the fuck happened kind of relationships yeah, some of the people that 
at least I have a relationship with like high school and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. They're on my Facebook friends. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Like those weren't real relationships back then. They yeah. <laughs> no, were just pretend. And the, <laughs> but the thing is, is sometimes even the not so real relationships can still harbor a very real emotion. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. so it's like sometimes to even have to kind of get a closure on something even like that even winds up helping your mental state. Yeah. So the only one that I really want to talk to um, has no social media presence whatsoever. Where I would like to just be like, you know, I was eighteen or like seventeen at the time when we started dating. I would like to tell you I'm sorry if I was ever a bitch to you because I yeah. feel like I was a bitch to you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was. I don't know. Not, and it's cool because uh, actually, me and my very you fucked f- him up so bad he's off the grid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened. It's like I don't even want the chance for this girl to fucking find me. <laughs> Well, the he moved to fucking Alaska. He's living in a hut now. Well, I remember the, one of the conversations that we had after we broke up because we only broke up because I moved to North Carolina. Oh, okay. So and then he and moved I, to Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, he he actually did say actually before I got with my now husband, mm-hmm. you know, at the, at the time, you know before I got with him, he was actually going to come to Rochester. Yeah. And we were going to hang out and see if we still had that anymore. Yeah. And then I met Aaron and I was like, nope. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, <laughs> you see, life yeah, is a weird happen. thing. Yeah. <laughs> life kind of like comes in waves and you just got to, <laughs> You gotta ride it out sometimes <laughs> and um right place, right time. I also had one guy that I was uh because I was dating around at the time, so I was like dating like two de- two guys and he said he didn't want to be my boyfriend. And I was like, Okay, cool, that's fine. And then he went to Jersey for a visit. Yeah. And then came back and I was already with Aaron. Mm-hmm. He but you said you didn't want to be committed to me, so yeah. I took that as we're not committed. Exactly. Yeah. So I met Aaron and I had no control over that. I was just like he came into my life and he just didn't leave. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want him to leave. And those kind of people rock where it's just like, oh, you showed up. Hello. Yeah. I have no control over that. That's just fate, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there was two dudes actually at the same time. I basically broke both their Oh. <laughs> and now they're living off the grid in Alaska in a hut There's a fighting co- over a fish there's a country song in there somewhere <laughs> yeah if, if the uh, if the uh, if the awesome metal doesn't work out for you I'm sure you've got some Taylor Swift songs yeah. in you no dude that's some Patsy Cline shit <laughs> it's in there somewhere <laughs> well when can we expect to finally hear like some official Lilith rising things because I'm I, like I said now I have to figure out what the fuck to put at the end of this episode because usually if we have a band member on we like to showcase their music and throw their band merch on there but you guys are still like kind of yeah rising so yeah we did like a weird transition <laughs> from the other to this and we're yeah. just kind of like teasing people at this point mm-hmm. uh, so I do want to give you the little sample demo if I can get that to you then that's great okay. um, I do still have the one that we've already done and right. that's already out there in the world and you can still use that one if you want uh but well, i won't because <laughs> <laughs> you said if i want to and maybe i don't want to maybe future alex is editing this and goes no fuck this i don't want to put that in there <laughs> uh but hoping for april uh what we really want to do is keep putting out little samples gotcha uh so that's my goal um 
is because I run the social media and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to keep us going and doing things. So little samples here and there. We have one demo that's basically, I mean, it's a scratch demo at this point, but it's it sounds good. Yeah. Um, and then God, it's actually called Goddess Rising. Is the little demo that we've a uh, little sample that we have in there. And that one is basically done. I think we just got to figure out drums on it. Mm-hmm. Um, we have another song called Wrath that needs. Right. <laughs> that's a, that's a, it's a witchy one. Actually, I was listening to um, Danzig song mm-hmm. when I started writing that one. Nice. Uh, <laughs> shit. Shit. In unison. Just nice. <laughs> Danzig's pretty witchy. Yeah. So I had this kind of like doom. He's a witchy bitch. Doom doom metal type of thing going on with me nice um so that one it's the keys and the vocals are done like the lyrics are done you know we just need to add the other bits yeah um so i got we got like six to eight songs i think that we're working on trying to get out um, into an ep i think that counts as an ep not really a (laughs) full-length album at that point but uh, I've been told that EPs are uh, what you do. Full-length albums are a waste of time at this point. Just yes. keep putting out whatever you want to put out. It, keep recording it, on, it, put it out. On, <laughs> honestly, that, that's what we hear from, like, because Cap and I get super interested in, like, music business and, like, numbers yeah. and graphs and shit like that. Like, that actually interests us. And, yeah, the business is in EPs and singles. Mm-hmm. This is the constant release of new material because it doesn't matter if you think this single is going to light the world on fire mm-hmm. after two Two months it's dead yeah unless it gets picked up by like national radio it's yeah. like it's dead as a local mm-hmm. band or a non-national artist in two months if it didn't pop move on to the next thing yeah it's like you have a two-month window mm-hmm. and and that's why we're even focusing just on an ep it's like we're focusing all our attention hardcore into a little small batch of songs yeah that we're just planning on maybe drip feeding throughout the year if we can get it done and then maybe at the end of the year, who knows? We don't want to spoil too much. We might have some sort of physical version of it. But it's like, outside of that, yeah, we just want to always have some new material coming out. Because yeah. that's what I love as a fan, <laughs> even. It's like, I love when an artist goes on one of those singles rampages. It's like, all of a sudden, every fucking month, there's like a new single. Or like every two weeks, they're <laughs> dropping a new single. It's like, holy fuck, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> and it gets you time to process the album in time for, you know, what will be a, the slew of tour that are up and coming exactly mm-hmm. and, and i'm not even upset if they only keep it to maybe the four or five songs i would rather have four or five quality hardcore good songs yeah. than six songs on a 13 song filler album yeah <laughs> 13 songs is a long time yeah well we're fucking on six to eight and i i'm i'm attached to all of them yeah so i'm that i just get attached to my lyrics well i think uh, that's also the perk of a first album yeah that for sure because you, you you put so much thought and energy into that first record because it's the best of the best yeah because you've had so many demos come through and and maybe finances maybe aren't where they were because that's my that was my situation yeah so you, have, you almost have to kind of cut songs and kind of go well what's the best of what we have so that first album really does just have that certain spark and magic to it that yeah. you just you can't ever get back and that's an exciting <laughs> thing to capture exactly i still look back on ours with like a smile on my face even if it isn't our best material or anything like that and it was such a headache to do but it's there's still just such a magical thing of like 
this is the first material. <laughs> well, I cut my first album um, back in New York City. I don't know if you know that uh, we were a signed band uh, back in the no, day. No, you didn't tell me about uh, that. So I won't say the band name because it doesn't matter anymore, but um, it did have Twisted in the title. Um, <laughs> that's where it came Twisted from. Twisted Sister. <laughs> no. The band Twisted. <laughs> uh, so, I thought you looked familiar without the makeup. <laughs> you know, uh, so that was actually my first album coming out and uh we were signed to a label that was like an offshoot of a bigger label right and the the band didn't actually like each other they only liked me so it was like dudes that liked me and were cool with me but they didn't weren't cool with each other mm. uh there's some kind of falling out that happened and when we went to record i got the fancy recording because we were you know we had a the backing of a label and right. that kind of thing so my first time cutting my teeth as like actually recording something in a full-length album was, was it a big fancy. fucking you know expensive studio <laughs> well it wasn't a big one but it was still fancy like it had all the equipment that i would could never get in my garage yeah you know, that kind of thing yeah so um i got spoiled coming out of the gate with that one but now we're gonna do it in like a little home studio uh somebody built for you know recording you know like little things that's the way to go now i mean everybody's everybody's doing home studios (laughs) oh yeah i mean hell cap just got his new computer and um through one of the uh zoom uh systems like that now he's got a full setup so he can cut his own demos and do his session work remotely and everything else so yeah i mean in home studio is just god i'm loving doing that stuff like small little teaser for the public we've talked about this on the patreon a couple times and if you've stuck around this long in the episode you get fun little tidbits like this but it's like hopefully before the end of the year cap and i are going to be releasing an acoustic ep that we record right here at the house because it's like we we have the tools we have all the microphones we have the editing software and it's like Mm -hmm. what a fucking better time to do it we're just sitting here at the house all day with two musicians do a fucking acoustic ep and just release it on spotify for the fuck of it you know just have some fun and if you're just getting stuff that you're going to take somebody to produce to put on vinyl and things like that it's just the best way to have a demo ready to pitch big studios and things yeah. like that oh yeah, yeah. And, and, espe- and especially if you're in a band if you figure out how to work a fucking drum machine boom you fucking do a little in-home demo of a full song to send off to the folks and then be like oh okay well let's modify this let's change this kind of just makes the writing process so much easier yeah. it, it almost <laughs> makes it more fun because you get to play around with those toys yeah. before going to the studio playing with the big boy toys exactly yeah. <laughs> then you get the big boy bo- trying uh, to fit that giant ass uh, drum set in the oh yeah I felt like I, I was really trying to tiptoe because it's like I have worked with so many shithead drummers that get like so fucking particular over their kit and I'm just sitting here I'm looking at this monstrous thing and I'm just like I don't want to offend him but I'm just sitting here going I'm like I know beyond a shadow of a doubt he's not going to use all of that on this yeah. record. Just, ra- is it just racks. It's yeah. it's a very nice large drum kit, and it's mm-hmm. very and it very much works for the music they perform, especially live. It looks yeah. very nice. It really fits with the whole aesthetic and the vibe of the thing. And I want the big kit behind me. I like exactly, it. that's yeah. part of her thing too. She loves the big drum, <laughs> the kit. Queen Shrike. Yeah. But, I was like, the bigger the better. But it's like when Kiss goes to record, they're not wearing platform boots and makeup. Yeah. It's like you know when you go to record you bring what you need and it's like and when he was talking about he's like yeah we've got this one studio i just don't know if they fit my drum kit and i'm like can you 
narrow it down and it's like I was expecting like the right hand <laughs> immediately just from saying that but no he, was, he understood what we were talking about so it's like no I, I'm excited for you guys I can't wait to hear the demos and everything and the and the EP that is going to come out from it it's yeah. going to be really cool well what's really cool is that basically Goddess Rising is done mm-hmm. um, it's the drums that the only thing that have to be really like figured out right when the guitarists actually programmed drums into the track already mm-hmm. so that's what you hear right but we obviously want it to feel more real right. like with fills and things like that because when you program drums in, you're not getting all those fills no and, no um, and there's a certain organicness of, of a real yeah. drummer so i think he's figured it out and we're going to figure it out on sunday because uh, that's the songs that we're going to focus on is going to be goddess rising and wrath excellent um, so those are the ones that we have gone the furthest with mm-hmm. besides so-called love which just sounds like an emo song um, that one's done <laughs> that one is done my um, so-called love <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the joke she was, uh, we were, uh, I was helping uh, try to get in here set up one week and uh, they were going over the song titles and you're like so-called love I was like my so-called love <laughs> and you're like no I was like well that's the title now <laughs> still calling it so-called love actually they're doing um, S uh, SCL. They abbreviated to SCL at this point. So it might just end up as SCL on the EP. <laughs> so I don't feel super emo. So so now it sounds love. like a skater punk song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I but love in the text it. chain, they're just abbreviating it at this point. They're like, God is rising, SCL. I'm like, okay, if it's abbreviated now. <laughs> oh, it's just shorthand. Don't worry. On the back of the record, yeah. it'll be in full bold type. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny because that one's actually the probably the most tamest song that we have. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the radio-friendly uh, song. Gotcha. Like, it does sound like a snarky pop song. It's or not, like, it it's sounds not like it should really be poppy, one. but I, I mean, I'm really happy with the high note that I go into it, and it sounds really cool when everything's together, especially once you put yeah! the piano. <laughs> once you put the piano in it and everything like that, or the keys, um, and I, that was the easiest song to get out of my brain. Um, because again, he did the demo and he programmed in everything, and mm. I was like, "This just, I, this just came You're out just of nowhere." That, just, one. that was that was one I was feeling, and it came the easiest. Yeah. So I'm excited just about just banging the high E note on the piano, going. <laughs> 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 God, that was so easy to get out. <laughs> There's only one high pitched note I go love at the very end of the chorus. End of the I chorus. Believe in a thing called love. <laughs> <laughs> I do it. My voice is kind of raspy at this point. So I'm not gonna do it. Um, but yeah, it's 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 probably the like they they refer to it as the radio friendly one because it's like the easiest one to just get stuck in your head. And it yeah. is. It's stuck in my head. And I wrote it, but it's stuck in my head. So just a big old earworm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Gotta love it, um, though. The, the Goddess Rising one is definitely like a build. I don't know if that's necessarily an earworm, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a song where you just like close your eyes and then all of a sudden it builds up and you're like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was on a journey, man. What happened? <laughs> Well, before you know it, I look over here at the timer. We've been running for almost two hours. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so we completely lost track of time. You've been amazing. We don't want to get rid of you yet, but I feel like it's about time for us to dig on into our Spotify playlist and figure out what the hell we've been listening to. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. Where did you record this? 
I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. <laughs> All right, Cap, what the hell have you been listening to? Uh, a lot of Coulter Wall this week. Who? Uh, this guy named uh, Coulter Wall he is a uh, country singer. You didn't say that any more clearly. Coulter Wall? Coulter Wall. Oh, I thought you said Wall. I thought you were just repeating me. No, his name is uh, Coulter Wall, W-A-L-L. And he's oh, okay. a... Uh, See, I heard Walt the first time and then Walled the second time. And I'm like, what? Slow down. Nah, just two L's. The Tennessee, the Tennessee just trips me up. It does. <laughs> and a lot of times I can figure it out. That was one of the few times I was like slow <laughs> <laughs> but he's got this ep called uh, imaginary appalachia and uh it's only one two three four five six seven songs okay and uh they're they're all about you know three minutes and change and they're real stripped down it's acoustic guitars and maybe a kick drum and some light percussion and some fiddles here and there for uh leads nice. and they're really good really haunting songs he's like this really short skinny white dude that sounds like 80 year old Johnny Cash when he sings. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I think you were playing. Were you playing some of that recently? I was last night with Melissa. Okay. Yeah, that's why that's I thought. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing uh, The Devil Wears a Suit and Tie, which is the song I highly recommend from this album, or this Excellent. EP, rather. When that come out? 2015. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's got a really nice, like, vintage sound to it. It doesn't sound like something that came out in, like, 2015. Nah. More real stripped down, real haunting, and it's great shit. Mm hmm. Hell yeah, man. Well, Tyra, what the hell have you been listening to? Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Pick it out, many of them. No, um, so this one's actually, this is a, a playlist that I want to be on. It's called Heavy Queens. Mm. Um, so, but this is actually just one single. Okay. It, there's nothing else that's currently on Spotify. You're fine. It's by a band called Oceans of Slumber. Okay. And the, the song that they have is a return to earth below. And that one's just really cool. It's like, it, it, it goes into my realm of like melodic symphonic metal right. uh so that that's a song i actually just recently added to like my likes list oh yeah i was sitting there listening through the heavy queens and that's that's what i came up with i was like oh i like that, I'm gonna <laughs> <keep> that. <laughs> so pretty it seems like a new band yeah they're a new band um from what i can see they're a new band i haven't actually done my research or anything but the song is five minutes and 39 seconds long so hmm. it's basically in my vibe of long ass songs that <laughs> well see here's the, here's the thing i used to kind of go like a five minute four minute long song oh man you're trying to write an epic cat and i were demoing something last night and we got to the end of it and i stopped it and i was like that was four minutes and 30 seconds and we were just like huh okay it's just all, it's just all about how it flows uh -huh. yeah yeah it's just it was just very odd that like we went from like writing minute and a half you know like we we God, remember we wrote a three-minute song. We were like, "This is the longest song we're ever gonna fucking oh, yeah. have." <laughs> so we're basically just writing punk, uh, punk songs, and then we learn, you know, bridges and choruses. Yeah, so and so things now, like when that. you say a five-minute long song, I'm just like, "Fuck it, bring it on." That doesn't yeah. sound like shit to me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it's again in like the whole Nightwish type of thing. They yeah. do like five-minute, six-minute, eight-minute long songs where like the song actually changes and then ch comes right back. <laughs> now, so. now, to me, that's a bit excessive. At least make two songs out of it. No, and I the like reason. It. I, it's and, great. Well, the reason it annoys me is sometimes, like, the main riff I will hate, but then they'll break off, and, like, in the middle of it, it'll be like, fuck, 
Yes, 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 this is the part. And then they go back to the shitty part again. You're like, damn it, or either it's a great song, then there's a crap part in the middle of it that ruins it. But then they, at least they go back to the good part again. But you should listen to the song Ghost Love Score by Nightwish. Okay. That one does that thing where it dips into something else and then comes mm-hmm. right back up. I like medleys. Yeah. Yeah, they're fun. If they, especially if they flow really well together. Yeah, medleys are a lot of fun. <laughs> and since we've been, uh, uh, actually, we could have talked about this a little bit, but we just had so much to talk about on this. Uh, since we're kind of doing the acoustic felons things again, I've been trying to get back into my country roots and the things that inspired us to even do that in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I've actually been revisiting the Super Suckers record, Holding the Bag. And that one came out in 2018, and Super Suckers is more or less like straight rock and roll, but they've always had like kind of a country vibe to them. Mm-hmm. And about maybe every four or five records, they'll do a country record in the middle of it. <laughs> and they'll do full-on like George Jones country and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. this isn't like, oh, a rock band trying trying their hand at country. This is like some of it's like straight up honky tonk kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, they, they do it up when they do their country stuff. And, and this one was just no different. Holding the bag was just solid front to back. There's maybe one, maybe two songs. I kind of skip when I'm listening to it, but all in all, just fantastic. Uh, title track, holding the bag. Great high and outside. We play that as the felons in our mm-hmm. acoustic sets. A lot of good songs and a lot of good, uh, you know, they, a lot of uh, experience, not experimentation, but a lot of uh, really fun tropes that you hear in surf music and country music with guitars, since they are a guitar band. And one thing they actually do on this record that I like when bands do is they do a cover. Uh, All My Rowdy, Rowdy Friends Have Settled Down, which was... That's Hank Williams Jr. Jr. Yeah. They cover that song, but in a lot of those country songs, they name drop like they're kind of close friends and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, Super Suckers, they rewrote it and name drop their friends and their occupations and what they're doing and how his rowdy friends have settled down. It's that kind of thing. That's so, cool. So I always like when bands kind of take it and kind of do their own spin on it. Even, yeah. even down to something small like the crappy version of Smoking in the Boys Room that Motley Crue did. Mm-hmm. For the fact that at the beginning he still says, you know, or, you know, my friends Mick, you know, Mick and Tom, you know, that, that yeah. kind of thing. You know, for the fact that you threw the band member names in there, that's still a cool little change. So, yeah. again, if, if folks are into classic country stuff like that, definitely check out Holding the Bag from the Super Suckers. <laughs> Good shit. And Cap, you said you wound up having an article, but sorry, bro, we didn't even get to get to that. We are just having good conversations. I know, I'll, I'll table that for the next episode. <laughs> I think you've now tabled it for two episodes. Now I got this uh, from... Uh, this is a freshman. You got rid of the other article you had when you were with Tiki, huh? What did I have for the other one that was an article? You said something like that. When we were going to set up with Tiki, you were just like, oh, I got an article, too. Or I got... I think, oh, you are like, I got a topic to bring oh, up. I had bullet points, yeah. I got, yeah, you are like, I had of, bullet points. Uh-huh, I got a couple of po- bullet points and an article, and it was... Uh, it was West by God, Virginia news from Brad, too. Oh, he sent me that one, too. Yeah, we'll, we'll save that for the next episode. We'll run out of content soon. Save it. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, that one will be a timeless piece of information. He sent me okay. that one, too, so we awesome. can use that anytime. <laughs> let's just say let's just say this guy was the chosen one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he had a machete and everything. Yes. <laughs> Redneck's gone wild these days. <laughs> oh my god. Well, this has been a fantastic episode. Taryn, again, thank you so much for joining us. You have been an amazing guest. You started from, oh, I don't even know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Two hours later, we could have still been talking. You've, you've been I a just fan- say I ramble. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we do this show. It's a show of friends getting together and doing the one thing we do best, which is 
talking <laughs> and about worrying, ourselves. Yes, and not worrying about all the bullshit that's going on outside those doors. Yeah. <laughs> but until next time, Cap, do you have a fucking outro for us? I'll do this outro with a question. Is Stevie... Uh, I almost said Stevie Wonder. Is Stevie Nicks the original uh, ri- uh, witchy woman? Yes. Okay. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I almost said Stevie Wonder's. <laughs> Is he a witchy woman? (laughs) (laughs) Totally, yeah.
Thank you for listening. Please insert another coin by supporting the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash somethinggoodnetwork.